Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> This effort to provide dirt on Hunter Biden to the New York Post appears to be and has all the hallmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign. You were getting a lot of money from Russia. They were paying you a lot of money. I think you have to clean it up and talk to the American people. He's being used as a Russian pawn. He's being fed information that is Russian, that is not true. What this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? You see more intelligence than anybody. You can tell us what's real and what's fake. Is this Russian disinformation? Let me be clear. The intelligence community doesn't believe that because there's no intelligence that supports that. It's simply not true. Nothing was unethical. Not one single solitary thing was out of line. Not a single thing. I doubt it. You are fake news. Quite frankly, I don't want to vote for Biden. Very fake news. But I'm not gonna do it. Go home, bitch. I will eat your ass. I'll do it. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Skag Freeman, he is. You are a terrific team on all counts. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right. I'm my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. You know, I haven't been at the desk for about 10 days. And I sit down this morning to... uh, to get back into the old Sunday routine, and the first thing I see is Hunter Biden smoking crack and getting a 20-minute foot job, and I had to send you the link. <laughs> I didn't watch just at, but but is he getting, like, a hand job with somebody's feet? Correct. For, like, 20 minutes. Oh. Did you yeah. watch all 20 minutes of that? No, I did not watch all 20, so maybe I missed some uh, some action in the interim, I suppose. But I scrubbed through to see what was going on. And, um... Well, I don't know. It's 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 so silly. It's got you feeling sorry for Hunter Biden. That's the silliness we've entered. So mm-hmm. uh, and we still got nine days until the election. Rumor has it there's going to be plenty more coming out. Now, as you were mentioning on Skype before we went live and earlier throughout the day. Yes, it's fun to joke about this stuff, but it is unfortunate that that kind of obscures the the heart of the scandal, which is the corruption yeah. and the pay for play allegations, not the weird sexual acts. Right. I mean, as interesting as I find this, the salaciousness of this story really is obscuring the larger issue here. And I, I, it's gotten to a point where I'm like, oh, like as a as a group, I I don't really know how I feel about putting all this on display. And and that's why I was like, I'm not going to watch this. Well, we will go through all of it. Uh, everything that's on this laptop, which, of course, it's a laptop from Russia. We know that this is Russian disinformation. Vladimir Putin planted it himself, all that. 
we'll go through all of it leading up to, of course, the final presidential debate before um, before the election. Of course, that was Thursday. We'll break down the most interesting moments there. And then I can't wait to talk shit about Sasha Baron Cohen because I just oh. hate this guy. I, I can't. I already hated him plenty for his uh, speech advocating censorship, getting his ADL award or whatever it was oh, last year. But he releases his new Borat sequel, and it appears he basically trapped Rudy Giuliani in uh, basically looking like a pervert. Some people are accusing him of even being a pedophile, considering the circumstances. But in this process, it's not even what he did to Rudy Giuliani that bugs me. Again, he shows himself to be a massive free speech hypocrite. It drives me nuts, this guy. He wants to do the edgiest things possible and then turn around and say, but not you. You should yeah. be censored off the internet. You should be banned off the internet. And I'm going to do everything I can to chase you away so that you can't make a career like I did. Yeah. Hate this dude. Uh, the CDC releases data on excess deaths in the year of coronavirus. And it stands to reason based on their description that those deaths are not actually, uh, pure coronavirus deaths. There's something else. What a surprise. Yeah. I can't believe it. Are we merely trading some deaths for others? It appears at least in part, that is the case. And then uh, in a story from last weekend that I, I want to make sure we don't miss, we got to visit this one. A free speech demonstrator in San Francisco was punched in the face, sucker punched, had his teeth knocked out. This was a sucker punch from the idea of Antifa. It's right? really bad. So we'll take a look at that before we get out of here. And of course, we'll take super chats on YouTube, Streamlabs and DLive in between topics and to close the show as well. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from listener-owned businesses. Of course, this week's featured business is our friends at Sonoran Defense Technologies. Sonoran Defense Technologies is a firearms dealer based in Arizona, but with a focus on the online community. Sonoran specializes in Glock polymer laser stippling, custom Glock builds, and other firearms engraving. But that's not all. As you can see, Sonoran can make you an awesome custom Glock, just like the ones you see on your screen. They feel as good as they look. But as I'll show in just a moment, they do some awesome work. Um, they did some awesome work for me personally, and they can laser engrave and personalize all sorts of items for you. It's not just guns. If you have something you want to look as cool as these guns do and the magazines do, Odds are Sonoran can make it happen for you. So get in touch with them at SonoranDefense.com and follow them on Instagram at Sonoran Defense for all sorts of secret designs you may not find on their website. Sonoran offers listeners of this show 10% off all their products and services using the promo code G's. That's promo code J-E-E-Z for 10% off with Sonoran. You can find everything you need from Sonoran plus other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener owned businesses, including Hero Soap Company, Charity Swipes, Phoenix Ammunition and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals for listeners by listeners. Had a couple meetups sent to me while we were off the air. San Antonio looks like they had fun at a restaurant. Cool. I'm glad to see that's still allowed in a free in a free state. Yeah. <laughs> No masks. All right. I can't believe it. I saw uh, someone posted the other day, legalize recreational dining. That is the <laughs> state of our country right now. Yeah. And I don't know if it's much better up in Canada, but they're still having meetups up in Canada, too. This is from our listeners in Alberta. I did not get a city on this email, so I don't know where. But nice. in Canada, you might have to travel 
500 miles, whatever that is in kilometers to meet fellow listeners. So uh, yeah. I'm glad you guys did that. And thank you for uh, thank you for meeting up and hopefully having a good time. If you'd like to meet listeners in your area, that is another feature on the website. It's on the community page. It's mattchristiansonmedia.com slash community. You can check that out. Also have some art to catch up on. I was uh, I was sent a, a song, a parody song by listener Duncan, who did this great Joe Biden themed parody, Subpoena Coladas. It's very timely <laughs> considering the current news. Here we go. Feel like subpoena coladas. You're getting caught in Ukraine. When your dad sniffs the children, you you're into cocaine. It feel like breaking laws at midnight. When in China it's day, then he's the prayers that you've looked for. Vote your Biden USA. I and I approve this. I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? We hold these truths to be self-evident. I got hairy legs. So I learned about roaches. I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. And I approve this message. Oh, More man. on Joe momentarily, of course. Uh, I will link that in the description if you guys have use for that song. And thank you uh, to Duncan. I also checked my P.O. box, getting back, and... Uh, Somebody identifying himself only as RWDS engineer, right wing death squad engineer. <laughs> I, I forgot to put this in the notes. I don't even have the graphic for you. I'm sorry. But this guy took the time to cut out all the letters from the magazines and paste them together on the paper. Seriously? I can't. The What's written is so graphic, it would make Hunter Biden blush. So I can't even <laughs> read it to you. But it describes... Um, how how sad this person is to learn that I've apparently had uh, salacious sexual encounters with many people. Accuses me of being a, a I'm a Kardashian level slut is what this oh, says in, wow. <laughs> in ransom letters. Uh, so thank you to right wing death squad engineer for brightening my post office box uh, just a little bit. You guys can read it for yourself and you be the judge. I, I, I don't know that I can even read this text out. It's but you can blow it up on your screen and. And uh, like, I can't even see it. It's difficult to read. But I think if you blow it up, you can read it. Uh, that, by the way, is a great segue to uh, why we were gone last week, which, of course, is, was, <laughs> is was my wedding. Yeah. Uh, and uh, why we've been gone for 10 days now. So my, I got married last Saturday, October 17th. And I do have uh, just a couple of photos for you. Um, it ended up so in addition to. Uh, all the Corona grenades tossed into it that I last I left the stream or a couple weeks ago on the Wednesday stream. I was talking about all the Corona nonsense that was being thrown upon our wedding last minute. In addition to that, yeah. we had a surprise blizzard. I don't know if you guys have been getting the snow the last yeah, couple of weeks covered in snow, but it was uh, it was a surprise blizzard last Saturday. So they made us have a half indoor, half outdoor wedding, uh, oh which God. sounds terrible on paper. And I was not thrilled. But uh, in practice, it turned out to be very pretty, actually. And I can't wait to see how the photos turn out with the falling snow. Not not the scenery I expected, but I think it's going to I mean, it was very pretty in person. I think in photos, it's going to be awesome. So I can't wait to see what our photographer is able to do. And um, and I just want to say thank you to everybody for the well wishing and the gifts, of course. And of course, your patience with the time off last week. We don't miss Sundays very frequently, but when we do, I hope it's for something important. We did as well take a uh, a mini honeymoon since we can't go anywhere internationally or or sometimes even to certain states like Hawaii. Really, 
we went up to uh, Whitefish and Glacier National Park, another part of our state that I just haven't visited as an adult. And uh, we went into Glacier for a little while. We mostly just sat at the pool on the lake and at the hot tub on the lake and uh, just lounged around. Heated. And the pool, they both were heated, yes. But the pool was pretty chilly. And actually, the last night we were there, some nutty people jumped in the lake itself. I did not join them. No. They, uh, they did live to tell their story. I can verify. <laughs> So that was a lot of fun. Um, but on top of being just being thrilled to be married, uh, I want to thank you, the audience, of course, for uh, helping me cross this milestone. So if you didn't know, my wife was actually and still is. She's a longtime listener of the show. Oh, wow. I've never heard you say that before. What? My wife. I, oh, yeah, oh, that I thought. Yeah, yes. My you're now like, you wife. knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you knew she listened to the show. <laughs> that is, of course, how we met. And um what that means is all of you helping to make this show a success helped me to find her and i do want to thank you blonde personally as well for convincing me to strive for the best in my personal life and pushing me on the path that led me to find her uh this that's a nice way of putting it that's not exactly what i did but you really did blonde has been a cutthroat influence on my life people who are a waste (laughs) of time move on and that is part of the process of how i found her and I, the other thing I wanted to share with the audience, I wish I had video. I don't. Um, but on this, uh, the ceremony, on the way out of the ceremony, we played the outro music of this show, Bearing and Sugar Tits Catch the Wind. And kind of a, a subtle reference to the show that wasn't over the top. And people really enjoyed that. Yeah. And um, I, I just want to say thank you to you guys, because this show isn't just a show. It's personally connected my wife to me and it's it's changed my life for the better so thank you and of course that's that's why blonde and i are so humbled to see stories of friendships and other relationships forged through this show it's really awesome to have a community and even families that have been built upon it so yep thank you guys for all of that and i have even more to share because i mentioned the the incredible gifts as regular listeners will know, the PC on which I usually stream was having some hiccups. The duct tape was wearing a little thin. I built that PC in 2015, and I haven't put much in terms of upgrades into it. It needed a few upgrades to continue running the show. Well, thanks to a generous group of listeners, uh, no upgrades are going to be necessary because the thing has been replaced with uh, with a delightfully obnoxious custom build and i say that in full appreciation so if you can see on your screen this thing lights up in red white and blue it's got my channel logo engraved on it laser engraved if you look closely on the power button on the right side it lights up with g's vertical letters um it has a sasquatch engraved on it It has the bill of rights engraved on it and if you look inside let me pull up the picture it's actually got the show artwork engraved on the inside in addition to all the wiring being red white wow they really went uh over the top in an amazing way in making this a really cool custom piece and of course um and i'm 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 running it right now so if there's any weird technical hiccups with it i think we should be smooth but you never know with a new pc seems like it's running great but i mentioned sonoran earlier all the laser etching all the laser engraving that was done by richard at sonoran so they helped make this computer happen as well uh, and, uh, this was mostly the doing of listener, Sean. We owe Sean a huge thank you for making this computer happen. And, uh, he also had the help of Josh Jetski, Dan, Facepalm, Garrick, and Jay. Thank you all. Uh, thank you to all of you for, uh, providing a vital upgrade to the show for the foreseeable future. We won't need any duct tape. So that's, that's very nice. Last uh, little announcement I have is, uh, the Halloween show will be next week. We thought about doing the costume show this week, but with everything going on early. 
a little Thank early you. and I just, oh, yeah. everything's been so chaotic. I didn't, I don't have time to, uh, to put the proper attention to it. So we will yeah. do the costume show next week, November 1st. Tune in then to see what we do for our costumes this year. Uh, anyway, moving into the news. I, uh, I have to admit, I got this story totally wrong. Uh, that being Me the too. Amy Coney Barrett story, because merely a few weeks or months ago, I, I was telling you that this was going to be the nuclear political war of our lifetime. And uh, in amazingly quiet fashion, Amy Coney Barrett is set to be confirmed as your next Supreme Court justice in replacement of the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg on Monday, as in tomorrow. So no fight. Well, a little bit of a fight, but not nothing crazy. The best they had was she's going to take away your health care. Yeah, I think clearly the Democratic establishment determined that attacking this lady is politically inopportune, that attacking her as a. I don't know if it's the fact that she's a woman, that she's a mom, whatever. They decided that this was not a political risk they were willing to take, and they've all but laid down for it. On Saturday, Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski announced that she will vote yes. That leaves Maine Senator Susan Collins as the only Republican holdout. Republicans have plenty of wiggle room to get it done. So absent any unexpected complications, that is what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm, I guess those Haitian kids were worth it. Imagine that. (laughs) There's the conspiracy thinking. She purchased those children specifically as shields for this moment. And it all worked exactly according Mm. to plan. The Democrats on the Judiciary Committee boycotted the vote on Thursday, but who cares? Uh, They didn't need them. (laughs) The vote was 12 to nothing, so it didn't matter. And uh, so, uh, you know, again, I expected nuclear war. It didn't happen. They're just going to lay down for this. And Amy Coney Barrett will be your newest associate justice on the court. Moving on, I, I, this Chelsea Handler clip was incredible. Oh, Lord. So in response to seeing proposed Biden tax rates on TV, rapper 50 Cent, it's 50 Cent, correct? I don't want to get that. 50. He's been 50, shot F-I- nine times, don't That's you That's right. F-I-T-T-Y, 50 Cent. He tweeted uh, out on Monday, vote for Trump because I don't want to become 20 cents and I don't want to pay potentially 62% tax if I live in California. So responding to Fiddy, former girlfriend Chelsea Handler appeared on The Tonight Show with uh, with Jimmy Fallon on Friday night to say that he uh, that she had to remind Fiddy that he's black and so he can't support Trump. You heard about my ex-boyfriend, right? 50 Cent and his support of Donald Trump. Yeah, what's going on between you? I, I saw your tweets and I go, wait, what's happening? So he doesn't want to pay 62 percent of taxes because he doesn't want to go from being 50 cents to 20 cents. And I had to remind him that he was a black person, so he can't vote for Donald Trump and that he shouldn't be influencing an entire swath of people who may listen to him because he's worried about his own personal pocketbook. So I haven't heard back from him yet, but I, I am willing to, you know, seal the deal in more ways than one if he changes his mind and publicly denounces Donald Trump. I might be willing to go for another spin, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Oh, Lord. You tell me what's more delusional, uh, thinking it's anti-racist to tell black people how they must behave on account of their race or believing that her 45 year old spinster body is still appealing. She's going to seduce men to do her bidding with that. God, I mean, did, did she not even realize what she just said? Apparently not. And and she hasn't really clarified. 50 Cent did tweet uh, sort of. In an unclear way, he said, oh, another spin. Well, in that case, fuck Donald Trump. I never liked him. 
yada yada. And it's unclear if he's serious or if he's joking. There's a lot of emojis. I don't really understand what he means in this tweet. <laughs> but Chelsea Handler, oh, I don't have her response. Um, but she did respond asking, uh, I wish I had it handy here, but I don't. Uh, no, I don't. Um, she did uh, respond asking if she can count on him to vote for Joe. And she says her number, her phone number is still the same, but his isn't. She's tried calling. So she's trying to get in touch with Betty Cent. She can't, oh. she can't uh, get in contact with him. And he's just kind of mocking her on Twitter. It seems. This is so depressing. That's so racist. You can't uh, tell me more white lady, what I yeah. can and can't do as a black man. I thought that was clever of 50 cent. I don't want to be 20 cent. I was like, good for you. Pity. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, we'll see. We'll see if he actually votes for Trump. I don't know. Meanwhile, uh, Kamala is campaigning at an Ohio polling place uh, over the weekend. And uh, that was significant for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, she had a hilarious hot mic moment where she, uh, where she asked her, her handler, are we in Cleveland? Handler says, yes. Oh, well, hello, Cleveland. Happy to see you. She has to clarify. It was really funny. But in addition to being inauthentic and funny, um, this has potential legal implications because she's campaigning before people waiting in line to vote. Here was Kamala Harris over the weekend. I kind of feel for her because if you just drop me in Cleveland, I'd be like, what shitty American river city am I in? Like, would you even know? <laughs> Easily confused with St. Louis, unless you see St. The lake, Louis I or Spokane or even parts of Portland. I, I would just be like, where am I? <laughs> well, there is a serious legal question as to whether this is legal. Ohio law prohibits any kind of election campaigning around a polling place, as well as attempting to influence a person casting a vote at a polling place. These people were waiting in line to vote early. Uh, so w is anything going to come of this legally? Of course not. But the questions are there. Anyway, we should probably move into the number one story, uh, depending on who you ask, I suppose. What, what should be a major story and is a major story in American politics. But if you turn on most mainstream news uh, outlets the last few weeks, you're not going to hear anything about it. Some just stay totally quiet. Some give you weird concocted reasons why it's not, in fact, a story. But the Hunter Biden laptop story broke right when we left the air last week, and it's continued to go crazy ever since. As we mentioned at the top of the show, as this story develops, it's key to back up and remember how this story originated and how it came to be and really what the central issue actually is and was. There's a lot of entertaining distraction in this story, but it is distraction in all fairness there. And there's serious potential or alleged corruption that we have to keep uh, our eye on, I think. We have to keep our eye. I don't know that it really even matters, though. The left doesn't care about this at all. They're not even going to address it. And and if there are legal implications, will those ever be will those ever be investigated or prosecuted? Uh, I've seen breaking. We'll get into it in a little bit. But the FBI is apparently dropping any investigation into this 
at all for reasons uh, they're questioning the story of the laptop shop owner guy. I'll get into that in a minute, but to back up and, and start this with proper context. So last Wednesday, the 15th, the New York Post breaks the story that emails obtained from an abandoned laptop formerly belonging to Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, show that Hunter was pursuing lucrative deals in China and elsewhere. And uh, notably, some of these emails appear to show certain cuts in these deals for family members, including the quote unquote big guy believed to be Joe Biden. And um, if, if this is accurate, if that is an accurate understanding of what the emails are describing, that would kind of complete the arc for the Biden family corruption story. So we've known for a long time that Hunter Biden was mysteriously getting huge stacks of cash all over the globe for doing basically nothing but being a sack of shit. How did that happen? Well, he has the Biden name and Hunter Biden has admitted as much. He said, if I didn't have the Biden name, I probably wouldn't be. I wouldn't be doing this successfully, at least. And the story has always been, yeah, I mean, Hunter Bi uh, Joe Biden has this degenerate son. Yeah, he might be improperly using his name, but he's an adult. Joe Biden doesn't really know anything about it. What are you going to do? Yeah. The story has mor morphed over time to be, well, maybe Joe knew about it, but he doesn't control his son. What are you going to do? If, if this is accurate, now the story is, well, actually, Joe Biden was kind of in on the deals and personally benefited from the deals. And you have a lot of questions, too, about, what is the timeline in terms of these deals? Was Joe, was Joe Biden in office as vice president of the United States at the time? Was he out of office? Some of the evidence says that this was happening when he was in office. Some of it is after the fact. At bare minimum, it's a, it's a serious ethical breach, if this is correct. There could be legal implications, depending on how the timeline lines up. But that's, that's really what we're dealing with at the heart of this. Is Hunter Biden engaging in a scheme with the cooperation of his father to effectively sell out the United States for personal profit. Is that what we're looking at? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and it's remarkable how few people actually want to talk about this. This, this is kind of making me hate really Rudy Giuliani because it's just, why is this not all that we're talking about? Now I've got to talk about Hunter Biden getting a foot job. Like, shut up, Rudy. Like, the foot job, while hilarious, is certainly not central. But we'll, <laughs> we'll, I have that to is talk the about only it, thing that people are going to care about. Which uh, which sucks if that's the case. That means that probably we have dropped the ball in terms of uh, accurately understanding and prioritizing this story. It's funny, it's entertaining, but it is not the central issue. The, okay, the additional question here: How did this laptop come to be? Because of course this 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 gets dismissed as disinformation and all that. We'll get into that in a little bit. Well, as described by the computer re repair shop in Delaware, where this laptop was left by Hunter and confirmed by emails on the laptop. Hunter's computer was dropped off at this uh, shop for repair in 2019, and it was never retrieved. Due to the property being abandoned, the shop owner became the legal owner of the property. The computer was seized by the FBI, and a copy of its contents were made by the shop owner. They were shared with the New York Post through Rudy Giuliani. It appears that... Why would he do that, though? Why, why would he just not pick up his laptop? That's, that's a very confusing part of this story, because even a drug-addled moron would know, like... Oh, my, my dick is on this laptop. Like, why, why wouldn't you go get it? Retrieve that laptop. Why would a lot you of people that? have asked those questions. And additionally, if you're of Hunter Biden's wealth, illegitimate or legitimate, um, given the clear risks to your family name that exist on this laptop, why would you just get a new laptop? Like, why would you waste the time having it fixed at some stupid shop? 
it, it's possible that maybe there's some holes in the, the origin story of how the laptop became public. Now, what's not disputed, though, is the authenticity of the emails. Nobody has denied that the emails are, in fact, Hunter Biden's, that they were written by him and that everything described in them is totally legitimate. But that's how the, that's the official story of how this thing came to be. Now, the full contents are not publicly available, but there are things that we have so far. And I'm trying to order these. I was trying to order these in order of how we should prioritize them. But I actually got one wrong because the sex tape should not be prioritized over soliciting children. But potentially, allegedly, but we'll go in this order anyway. So the, the number one thing, obviously, is is various emails showing Hunter arranging for various deals and payouts, including money set aside for the big guy. Now, former uh, Hunter Biden business associate Tony Bobolinsky tells <laughs> Fox News that he he worked with both of them. He says the big guy is Joe Biden. He, he says yeah. he will personally confirm that it stands to reason. That's what is meant. But you know, draw your own conclusions. Now, breaking over the. Weekend. I don't know if I'll get in trouble for even sharing or linking or talking about this article because this too was getting banned on Twitter, like the original New York Post report. But um, this is Gateway Pundit's report on the sex tapes that are also on the laptop. The sex tape in particular, the one I referenced at the top of the show, the smoking crack sex tape, it's leaking through China's GTV. So this is the one of Hunter smoking crack and getting a 20 minute foot job, as I described. Apparently, there are more of these, though. And if you really are curious and you want to check it out, it is linked in the Gateway Pundit story. Obviously, I can't show it here on the stream. Now, how did how is this happening? There's a Chinese billionaire dissident, like a critic of the Chinese communist regime who has the contents of the laptop and he says he's going to leak 10,000 more pictures after the, after the sex tape. He says there's why, plenty more why? where that came from. I don't really know. I don't know why he wants to do this or what the, what the goal is. The, the big question is how did he, how did he acquire the contents of the laptop? And it, as why far bother? as I can, he's, he's going to get diminishing returns after the sex tape. It's like, if I've seen Hunter Biden get a foot job, I don't care if I see 50 pictures afterwards of his dick. <laughs> Uh, why even bother? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess they're going to leak this slowly. The question is, how did he come into, how did he come into possession of the contents of the laptop? I've not seen it confirmed, but it stands to reason that Rudy he Giuliani. got it through Rudy Giuliani, like yeah. everybody else. Uh, but I have not seen that confirmed in all fairness. I, I'm, I'm assuming that's the case. Mm. Giuliani also turned over the contents of the laptop to the Delaware state police. Now, Rudy says the laptop has pictures of underage girls, as well as a text message exchange Hunter had with his father in which Hunter admits to a relationship with a 14 year old girl, creating an unsafe environment for his children. Oh, he, he was having that with Joe. This was a, they're well, claiming this was a discussion. He's having. No, I thought it was the father of the girl. He's he, I think he's talking to Joe, I believe if I'm oh, understanding okay. this correctly. Um, text true, messages in, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. text messages in which Hunter talks about his former sister-in-law and lover with the elder Biden. So yeah, he's talking to Joe, okay. but he's, he's saying, yeah. Um, when I walk around FaceTiming naked with this 14 year old girl, you know, that, and, and I'm walking around naked, smoking crack and talking, blah, blah, blah. So we just have a text message description. As far as I know, we don't have the images. We don't have any kind of video evidence, anything like that. But Rudy's saying that. If, if, if effectively child pornography is on the laptop, this is also a, the claim of Delaware Senate candidate Lauren Witzke. And uh, 
she says straight up that uh, that the Delaware State Police have confirmed that the laptop contained child pornography. She says mm. the laptop was turned over to the leftist Delaware attorney, Kathy Jennings, who turned it over to the FBI's Wilmington office. And it's now back in the hands of the FBI. So that brings us to basically the media refusal to cover or the weird excuses they make for not covering it. Um, the only part that is directly related to Joe, of course, are the allegations that he participated in a pay for play deal. I don't necessarily blame. I'm not mad that they're not highlighting the weird sex tape stuff, but to cover up the allegation that a nominee by a major party for president of the United States engaged in pay for play during his tenure as vice president strikes me as an important story, something worth yeah. investigating. Well, we know that Twitter and Facebook were outright banning the story. Uh, you couldn't share it on uh, on Twitter or Facebook. You probably still can't. When I looked before the stream, the New York Post was still banned on Twitter. It looked like the New York Post hasn't tweeted since October 14th. They've been locked out of their account. And Twitter said this was for violating its hacking policy, though none of this information was obtained through hacking, at least as far as right. we can tell. NPR. See this statement from NPR. They put out uh, this statement that reads, uh, we won't cover the story at all because we don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories. We'd be happy to know that one was ratioed <laughs> at least. And then this, I don't know how long it's been this way in full fairness. I don't know that it's been changed, but a listener did send me Hunter Biden's Wikipedia, which I haven't looked at before in the second paragraph. Biden and his father have been the subjects of debunked right wing conspiracy theories pushed by U.S. President Donald Trump and others concerning Biden business dealings and anti-corruption efforts in Ukraine. Citation one. So I scrolled down and all the citations on this claim, almost all are sources from 2019. They have not updated that in any way, except for a few uh, wildly biased fact checks, but we're not getting the new information on this claim. It's just right wing debunked conspiracy theories. Now the main deflection, uh, the main talking point used for deflection this week was that the entire laptop scandal is just a Russian hoax that this too is Russian disinformation. Uh, as mentioned by the intelligence intelligence expert, Jeremy bash on the today show this week. But the other thing they can do is a hack and dump operation. And this week, 50 former intelligence officials, many of whom I worked with, including Republicans, including career officials, wrote a letter saying that they believe that this effort to provide dirt on Hunter Biden to The New York Post by Rudy Giuliani appears to be and has all the hallmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign. So I think that's the concern that we have to be thinking about. That's just a way for them to be nonspecific enough. They don't have to actually make that claim. It has all of the hallmarks of a Russian disinformation. That doesn't mean anything. I don't I don't even know what that means. What are these hallmarks? You wish they'd describe now, what he's talking about is a letter that was sent by more than 50 former intelligence officials saying they believe this to be Russian disinformation. Keyword in that subheadline former. None of these yeah. people have any special access to the laptop. None of these people have any special access to intelligence surrounding it. They are just making it up. You might buy into their opinion if you want, but they don't have special evidence that you don't to make this claim of Russian disinformation. And the director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe clarified the actual acting Intel community has no evidence for such a claim. 
You are the director of national intelligence. You see more intelligence than anybody in the country, so you can tell us what's real and what's fake. Is this Russian disinformation, director? Let me be clear. The intelligence community doesn't believe that uh, because there's no intelligence that supports that. And we have shared no intelligence with Chairman Schiff or any other member of Congress that Hunter Biden's laptop is part of some Russian disinformation campaign. It's simply not true. No shit. I would like clarification on what's the Russian part. Is it or what's the fake part? Is it the content yeah. of the laptop or how the laptop was obtained? This is really the um, this is the classic uh, Donna Brazil moment from 2016 when she told Megyn Kelly that the, the Clinton yeah, emails were both night. fake and stolen. Yeah. You're going to have to tell me, are they fake or are they stolen? Right. They can't be both. As far as the laptop itself, we know how it was obtained. There's really no mystery there. We have the emails showing it. We have the testimony of the shop owner for a Fox News report. We even have Hunter Biden's signature sh turning the laptop over. Now, be as fair as possible. It shows that he dropped it off at a place. Is that the full story of what happened here? Maybe not. Maybe there's more information. But it doesn't matter. The only question is, is it real? I'm not really sure that I care that much how it was procured. It doesn't yeah. make it any less real. This is Hillary. Hillary's emails all over again. I, I can't even believe we're having this conversation. Um, and Trump totally shit the bed in the debates. All he had to do was ask, are these real? Are these real? That's it. I wish he could have hit this stuff a little better than he did. We will certainly get through it in the next segment. But uh, so it, it, as I mentioned, it is breaking now that the FBI is dropping its investigation of the laptop over concerns with the shop owner's story, apparently. Um, but even if but you don't buy the matter? story... Even if, yeah, I mean, to your point, even if you think that the shop owner has been dishonest or there's some other explanation for how this became public, um, the only question that matters is, is it legitimate? Is it legit? Is the, um, are the emails authentic? And if the answer is yes, well, all other considerations, uh, at least as the facts are concerned, are secondary. There might be ethical considerations, but as far as the facts are concerned, that's secondary. And I don't hear anybody denying the authenticity of the emails. And then we have uh, Tony, uh, what's his name? Tony Bobolinsky. He says he's personally heard Joe and Hunter discuss such details, uh, the details of such deals. So even if the laptop was illegitimately acquired, you, you also have witness testimony to say, yeah, I've heard them talking about this exact same stuff. That's additional yeah. evidence that points to what we believe the laptop emails are describing. Now, if it's the content of the laptop, that's disinformation or fake to your point. That's a very easy thing for Biden to say. He could just say, that's not real. My son didn't write those. I'm not the big guy. The emails are fake. They're a fabrication, whatever. He could say that very easily, but he didn't. Uh, the, the campaign denial that Joe Biden put out doesn't say that the emails are fake. Joe Biden in the debate, as we'll get to in a moment, he didn't say the emails are fake when challenged in the debate. It's their easiest excuse. And they're not using it. The question is why? likely answer is because the emails are real that's why yeah. they're not going with that excuse which brings us to our debate so let's get through i have several debate segments but i think we can get through these probably before the top of the hour before we take a break all of this was the setup for the, uh, the final presidential debate on thursday night overall a much calmer event under the threat of muted mics, though it didn't look like they deployed the mute button very frequently. I didn't catch it very much, at least. I read they didn't deploy it at all, but when I was watching the, the debate, it seemed like she got Trump a few times. Maybe. Although she um, she did not have, the moderator did not have direct control. It was someone else. 
Like uh-huh. someone in some control room had the ability to do that. Uh, overall, I thought the moderator was by comparison, very fair, but the bar was very low. I think that, I mean, she asked Biden challenging questions. So a lot of her questions were slanted left in their premises, but by comparison, much better than Chris Wallace. Overall, you could actually hear the candidates talk and explain their ideas. So that was That's a only because Trump pulled back, though. He was a he's he was a clearly different, uh, different Trump, a, a strategically different candidate, whether that was his choice or the insistence of his advisors. You be the judge. But yeah, it was night and day different. Uh, Hunter's laptop did come up early, though, and I thought it was interesting because I, I was sitting there wondering, all right, when's it coming up? When's Trump going to do this? Because I know the moderator is not going to ask about it, even though she did. Yeah. But I was thinking, OK, how's how's Trump going to get this going? And it was actually Joe who brought up the topic preemptively, not Trump. And he stuck with the same media story. He he outright called Hunter's laptop a Russian hoax. Here was that exchange. His own own national security advisor told him that what is happening with his buddy well, I won't gush in. Oh, I will. His buddy, Rudy Giuliani, he's being used as a Russian pawn. He's being fed information that is Russian, that is not true. You were getting a lot of money from Russia. They were paying you a lot of money, and they probably still are. All of the emails, the emails, the horrible emails of the kind of money that you were raking in, you and your family. I think you have to clean it up and talk to the American people. Maybe you can do it right now. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly it. what is this way you exa- <laughs> He did a pretty good job. Yeah, he, had, he addressed it directly. I wanted more discussion of it. I think, um, well, I think Trump could have done a much better job of explaining it. If you're a person who didn't understand this issue at all, and Trump is just kind of saying the emails, the emails, everyone's seen them. Well, Really, they haven't. And I know that that's yeah. mostly the fault of the media. I don't think it's necessarily Trump's job purely to explain that. If you're someone who heard nothing of this, and honestly, if you're someone who pays attention only to mainstream media, that's probably you. Yeah. I don't think Trump did a good enough job of explaining what the issue is for someone with no information to understand. However, that's true. He did, but he did separately bring up the 3.5 million, which I thought that was good. That was more specific, but you know, all he really had to do to have a mic drop moment was just ask him directly. Are these emails real? But Biden yeah. would have been screwed. What, what was he going to say to that? And it's already been apparent through his reaction to the media that they are, they're not going to answer that question. They're not yeah. going to touch it. And, and so yeah, why nobody will. Why I tuned in, well, and my job, but I was just watching, just waiting, like, like, do it, like, ask him, ask him, ask him. And it just never happened. He he did a good job in challenging on it. It just, it wasn't as precise as it could have been. The potential for a knockout was really there and it yeah. just, it lacked the specificity to really land it. But yeah, exactly. Over, overall, I still think this was a better Trump uh, performance than the last one. Certainly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. The, the, the other big moment from the debate was Joe saying that he wants to move on from oil. This is probably the most significant moment uh, that I'm sure will cut a thousand political ads. Joe said that he wants to end uh, fracking and move on from oil entirely, or he, to be more specific, he said he wants to move on from oil entirely, but also he never said he opposes fracking. Those were his claims. Here was the moment. 
I to never said I oppose fracking. You said it on I, tape. I did show the tape. Put it on your website. I'll put it on. Put it on the website. Oh, would you close down the oil? By the way, I would transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, I will that's transition. a big statement. That, it is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh, oh God. That's really, really damaging. I think that that was kind of the, ended up being the, the mic drop moment. Yeah, <laughs> and, all and Biden just walked into it. It wasn't even necessarily Trump landing one. It was just Biden stepping on a rake, an unforced yeah, error. Yeah, totally. Really. I've seen like five mi- montages this week after the debate of Biden saying repeatedly and explicitly that he's going to end fracking. And he really and walked into it that way, too. Oh, you find the clip and you post it on your website. He's Everyone like, okay. did that work in about yeah. 30 seconds. Here's some of it. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, it would be, we would we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. What about safe <laughs> fracking? <laughs> okay. Pipeline infrastructure. No new fracking. You got to transition away from it. Look, you're going to ban fracking all across America right now, right? I would love to. Yeah, I'd love to too. I'd love to make sure we don't can't use any oil or gas. Period. This geriatric asshole, do you think that he didn't even remember <laughs> that he's done this? It, it wasn't that long ago. Many people on Twitter responding to that clip say, oh, yeah, you just cut up the clips and took them out of context and blah, blah, blah. OK, well, here's uh, here's another piece of context for you. Headline Washington Post. Biden indicates from the debate stage he would ban all fracking. March 18th, 2020, his last debate with um, with Bernie. So, did, yeah, I don't know. You be the judge. Is it just old man uh, forgetfulness or is there something more nefarious at play? I don't know. I think that he has probably carried through his previous ability to lie about things because they just didn't have the technology to throw it in people's faces like they do now. Yeah. And that's just kind of ingrained in him. Uh, but also there's when, some old man stuff like he seemed like he was 100 years old in this debate. It's uh, it, it, it's a it's a very unfortunate clip for him politically going into uh, it, it's going to it's going to matter in energy producing states like Pennsylvania that he absolutely has to have and i guarantee you that thing is going to be running in political ads for the entire for, for the rest of this week and into election day that's all oh, you're yeah. going to see it's not just people who work in energy either it's it's people who enjoy i don't know having a car it's people who enjoy I know, having heat I know. in their homes or power in their homes it's it's nice to think about a world in which we have 100% renewable energy. Who do you trust to develop that? People with expertise in energy who can find a way to make it marketable or the iron fist of Joe Biden to cram it down your throat. <laughs> Take your pick. I I'll I, you know, I'll wait. I'll wait for the technology to develop with people who have a profit motive rather than Joe Biden who apparently has the answer somehow stored in the I don't know, the dark corners of his uh, old man, his fading old man brain to make this happen. Anyway, Joe Biden probably didn't have the biggest mental lapses that night, though, which uh, is uncommon for him. But there was this exchange between Trump and Joe about child separation at the border, which (laughs) I mean, it became significant mostly for other people's reaction to it. (laughs) Although Trump did have uh, speaking of kind of good one-liners like you were talking about. He had the uh, who built the cages line that he mm-hmm. kept repeating. That was probably effective. Uh, here's that moment. Children are brought here by coyotes and lots of bad people, cartels, and they're brought here and they used to use them to get into our country. It's not coyotes didn't bring them over. Their parents were with them. 
They got separated from their parents. We, we did not. They built the cages. The, they, who, who built the cages, let's, Joe? Let's talk about what who we're built the cages, about. Joe. Let's but just ask families. one question: Who built the cages? I'd love you to ask him that. Who built the cages? Let me ask. That was good. Yeah. Well, uh, the term "coyote," of course, refers to human traffickers crossing the border. But um, idiots on Which Twitter I thought was common knowledge, right? I've heard it before. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as someone who has fallen victim to this sort of uh, unfortunate word understanding or pronunciation before, we all do. This one seemed really dumb to me, though. Like, even in context, do you think he meant actual coyotes? And the, but no. This, this, <laughs> of course not. I'm not retarded. But this was common on Twitter, most famously from alleged corporate attorney and Georgia state representative. I haven't vetted this. I need to see proof of degree, proof of passing the bar, all that. It was on Tucker. Was it? So it's been, it has it been verified? Yeah. Okay. This is Darshan or Darshan Kendrick. Uh, she tweets out uh, basically, how the hell does a, uh, a coyote bring a whole human across the border? Lord, stop talking. Okay. Uh, Harvard admitted, Harvard admitted David Hogg says, imagine calling the immigrant parents that bring their children to the United States for a better life coyotes. The level of xenophobia is sickening. Now, in fairness to him, I guess he wasn't thinking actual coyotes, but he still thinks that coyote is a slur. Apparently, it means human trafficker. You're not. It's not like saying an anti-Hispanic slur of. Some I know. Kind. I know. Have you followed the Babylon Bee? Uh, no, but I'm sure they had good ones on this. What did <laughs> they, they had do? this meme out about this, and it was a picture of this black chick, and it said, "Um, how did a team of seals kill Osama bin Laden?" <laughs> <laughs> Okay. This is so, this is so extraordinarily stupid. I mean, I mean, come on. Everybody knows this, right? To the point of fact, um, Trump's case was actually correct too. Even per this USA Today uh, fact check, uh, the Obama administration approved and built temporary holding enclosures at the southern border. To the who built the the cages question. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I haven't seen. I should have looked at the response from this uh, corporate attorney to see if she has followed up. I, I didn't see anything. Her tweet is still up. She's not deleted it. It was one of the what? biggest <laughs> meme tweets of the weekend. That's when you delete a tweet. Yeah, that's uh, an okay time to to do that. Yeah. Not to apologize, but just to avoid the memes. Mm. There was also a moment where Joe and uh, Trump were discussing minimum wage, and Joe. This was a bizarre moment because Joe said. Look, businesses are struggling from lockdowns. One in six is going to close, which is why we should require them to pay workers more with all the money that they apparently have in their, you know, their back room that they're just hiding, even though they have to close. You try to make sense of this, but there's a claim of fact at the end that's just bizarre. We should be bailing them out now, those small businesses. You got one in six of them going under. You said recently you would consider raising the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour. Is that still the case? And I would consider it to an extent, not to a level that's going to put all these businesses out of business. It should be a state option. Quick response, Vice President Biden. Two jobs, one job. Be below poverty. And there is no evidence that when you raise the minimum wage, businesses go out of business. That is simply not true. Where do these people think that money comes from? <laughs> just print, just print more of it. Just print more of it. Um, and yeah. it, it's got to be higher than one in six. I've read that fifty percent of small businesses are going to end up closing by the end of this lockdown. Could be. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen statistics like that for restaurants in particular, and it certainly depends on the um, on the industry that you're in. This claim that um, that uh, 
raising the minimum wage will not cause businesses to go out of business. Now, in fairness, that's not exactly what this study shows, but it's very directly related. Uh, I'm just a quick Google. I was looking at this analysis from the Congressional Budget Office, as reported by Vox last year. Raising the minimum wage to $15 federally uh, has the potential to lift people out of poverty, but also cost 1.3 million jobs. So so if you're one of those people who gets a raise, good for you. But if you're one of those people who does not and you're out of a job, well, that's hugely consequential. And why would they cut those 1.3 million jobs? Because the money's not there to pay that for the service, for the labor that's provided. And if the money's not there to pay for the labor that's provided, why would the money be there for the business to sustain? Right. And and how is the government going to procure the, the money to bail out the businesses so that they can pay this minimum wage? This is such idiotic circular logic. I mean, the only way to do it is for them to make business off of customers. And I don't know if you heard this on Tucker, but uh, or was it on Tucker? But um, an, a restaurant has to run at 80 percent capacity to break even. I'm sure and margins are very thin. Yeah, very thin. So we're talking about the, the, the destruction of the restaurant industry because of this lockdown. So, so I don't know what, what the plan is here, but I thought Trump probably could have done a better job on that one, too. Well, Trump, if you go and listen to the exchange, I mean, he he was pretty open to a minimum wage of $15. His response was it should still be a state issue, which I agree with. But in general, I don't want the state setting arbitrary lines on what a what a uh, an employer and an employee can agree to contract to as far right. as, uh, as far as yeah, the wages that, that you um, decide to implement for your job. So yeah, I agree that Trump was, was kind of soft on that one. I understand that no minimum wage is also a politically unpopular position. So it probably wouldn't have been politically wise for him to get up there and say that, but it causes unemployment. So what's the deal here? I, I can compromise with him at saying leave it up to the states because fifteen dollars in New York is certainly a lot different than fifteen in Alabama, which was his point. And that also stumped our corporate attorney friend Darshan Kendrick. Did you see this tweet? No. She followed up. This is the coyote lady. She followed up. Minimum wage left up to the states. How does that even work? Question mark exclamation point. Stumped our corporate attorney friend. Uh, how does how does states rights, how does state power to implement and enforce its own law? How does that even work? Why do we have states, Darshan? Why is wow, that a it thing? must be really easy to pass the bar <laughs> again? I need proof. I need proof of uh, this actually happening. I think she went to the same school as Benjamin Crump. That's uh, that <laughs> attorney who walks around wondering how the bullets that didn't kill Brianna Taylor aren't counted as murder. Oh, no. There might have been a, a little little aid applied here or there to uh, yeah affirmative action out. university. <laughs> All right, there's also a uh, an exchange on Obamacare in which Joe revived the lie of the year from 2013. He said nobody lost their private insurance plans uh, due to Obamacare, and he pledged that nobody will lose their private plans under his new public option in what he calls Biden Care. What I'm going to do is pass Obamacare with a public option, become Biden care. Not one single person with private insurance would lose their insurance under my plan, nor did they under Obamacare. They did not lose their insurance unless they chose they wanted to go to something else. Yeah, that was uh, PolitiFact's lie of the year in 2013. Because, in fact, millions of people received notices that their existing insurance plans would be canceled as a direct result of the regulations in the law. And if you believe that Biden creating a public insurance option, which by his own 
description is designed to outcompete private insurers. If you think that that's going to lead to a flourishing environment of private insurers, good luck. He, he, he disguises this at a rationale of competition. Yes, free market competition is a good thing. But when one of those competitors is a government subsidized program that can undercut the realities of the market by dipping in to the taxpayer purse whenever they want, that's not actually fair competition. And if you expect other actors in that competitive environment to compete with totally unfair rules, they're not going to, they're not going to, if you, if, if I, I can't believe anybody would believe this lie, him saying that if I implement my plan, you'll keep all your private plans. No, you won't. They're at an unfair competitive disadvantage if he succeeds. So we'll see. Uh, there was a, uh, just overall, for many different reasons, an incredibly cringy exchange on criminal justice and racism. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cringy. I know he's joking. I still cringe when Trump is like, nobody's done more for black people than uh, than me, except for Abraham Lincoln. I get it. It's a joke. It's a Trumpism. What? It's just I don't know. It's just uh, I don't. Uh, whatever, whatever. If, if you like it, good for you. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of cringy personally, but yeah. um, but Joe responded, and he called. Uh, Trump and a racist Abraham Lincoln. And then he invoked the poor boys instead of the proud boys. And then uh, there was this awkward moment of silence in which Joe wanted to blame Republicans for not allowing him to repeal the crime bill or at least modify the crime bill that he put into place. Check this out. Nobody has done more for the black community than Donald Trump, with the exception of Abraham Lincoln, possible exception, but the exception of Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln here is one of the most racist presidents we've had in modern history. He says to the, about the poor boys, last time we were on stage here, he said, I told him to stand down and stand ready. Come on. Dan. I didn't say I'm Abraham Lincoln. I said, not since Abraham Lincoln has anybody done what I've done for the black now, you have done nothing other than the crime bill. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. You put tens because of thousands of mostly black young men in prison. Why didn't you get it done? You had eight years with Obama. You know why, Joe? Because you're all talk and no action. All right, Vice President because Biden, and then we're going to move on to the next section. We had a Republican Congress. That's the answer. Well, you okay. Talk, you got to talk them into it, Joe. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, this is okay. painful to watch. I actually didn't, cra- it didn't catch that a uh, poor boys thing. The first time I watched it. Oh, I did. I was, I was joking about it on Twitter, tweeting out pictures of shrimp po boys, like the sandwich, you know, <laughs> Trump must disavow. <laughs> but, uh, it, Cassandra Fairbanks actually was texting Enrique Tario, the leader of the, uh, the proud boys. And she texted him poor boys. And he responds more accurate than white supremacists. And she says, lol. And he says, he keeps mentioning us in debates and we're going to be the rich boys. So we'll (laughs) we'll see how that goes. Um, Okay. Last thing I wanted to uh, talk about in the debates was this, this weird moment, this awkward moment in which Joe said, uh, listen, I, I don't see red States or blue States. We're all the United States borrowing Barack Obama's line kind of, but also the red states really shit the bed on coronavirus. Screw them. <laughs> it's a weird moment where he just throws them under the bus, also inaccurately. Take a look Vice at President what New Biden. York has done in terms of turning the curve down in terms of the number of people dying. And I don't look at this in terms of the way he does. Blue states and red states. They're all the United States. And look at the states that are having such a spike 
in the coronavirus. They're the red states. They're the states in the Midwest. They're the states in the upper Midwest. That's where the spike is occurring significantly. I don't see red states and blue states, but let me tell you a few things about those red states. They really suck. Yeah, but, but that's the thing is, first of all, just just to the point of fact, New York and New Jersey are still the worst for per capita coronavirus deaths by a lot. And it's not close, even with the increases that are going on in the rest of the country. And why don't they have a lot of deaths now? Well, probably because they killed off everyone who is old and vulnerable by putting the corona positives back into the nursing home. Yeah. So it's it's wrong on the facts, but it's also really dumb politically. It's like, oh, those stupid red states in the upper Midwest. You mean the, you mean the ones you have to win, right? Mm-hmm. You mean the Michigans, the Wisconsin's, the Pennsylvania's, the Ohio's, those states? You really want to shit on them? I don't think it was quite his basket of deplorables moment, but it definitely will reflect unfavorably. Um, I mean, but is this really going to change anybody's mind? Did this debate change one voter's mind? That is something I would like to know. I don't know the one. I don't have the article in front of me, but I did see a story about how there was a surge in people Googling. Can I change my vote after this? So maybe I don't know if they are going to change from Trump to Biden or Biden to Trump. I can't imagine people would want him wanting people would be wanting to change from Trump to Biden. Then again, to me, this was a clear Trump win, even though I have some, I think that he left a lot on the table. I think he came off a lot calmer, a lot more reasonable. He was able to prosecute the case against Biden and Biden didn't have good answers for many questions. And Biden was doing his stupid grin and laugh thing the whole time. Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, he fumbled uh, several times. He tripped over words and just letting him talk is a good strategy because he's just reads so old. I mean, yeah. he's just so geriatric and and some of the stuff he was saying was incomprehensible. And and what that's what we want, you know, more more of that. And this was after he wasn't in the public for, what, five days before this debate. And so I think we should he's have been already called prepared. a lid on major portions of this week, or at least today. He tweeted out this morning, nine days left till the election. Let's go get it or something like that. And then he was done by like 10 a.m. And went home. Yeah. <laughs> well, that tired, said, though, yeah. I feel like I'm a crazy person because I was just browsing some polling. Politico poll, majority of viewers say Biden won final debate. CNN poll, Biden wins final presidential debate. I don't know what they're seeing that I apparently did not. It's not even my political views per se that are, are making me think Trump won this. I thought Trump was the, was better in presentation. And I thought that he was able to take the case to his opponent more effectively. Well, of course, but I mean, it doesn't matter to the left. That should be a a testament to how the left feels about this. They, their Trump derangement syndrome is really (laughs) what is motivating them to vote for Biden. He could have pulled a tube in and they still would be like, Oh, Joe won more on Lubin Tubin later. I wish we had more time to talk about that one. But um, it's also a little early to see if this has any results in uh, polling, certainly national aggregated polling averages. There's just not a lot to work with since Thursday. But the state of the national polling right now is Biden. The average is at about 51. Trump's at about 43. But of course, what matters is how this breaks in the states. And we'll see how this goes with the final remaining full week. But that's all I got on the debates. Plenty more to come, but we are due for a break if you're ready. Sure. I'm going to feed the baby. Do I have 10 minutes? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. We can do that. Okay. I'll be back at 7.13. Okay.
Thank you. You guys told me not for... to mute my mic, right? Yeah, I think it was doing something weird. So I will okay. mute you on my end. So don't worry. You can uh, say all the crazy shit you want, and it won't come through the stream. Excellent. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for your patience. Uh, let's hop over to D Live for a minute and see what we got. Oh wow. Um, C2K. C2K77 bin OOW. So sorry for no cash. Moved to DLive because of WikiWiki and love it here. Happy birthday and for the wedding. Well, thank you for supporting the show and for gifting subs too. We got Elephant Man saying the chain, the, the, the chans are reporting the Biden campaigners are quitting in mass. Uh, I haven't seen that. Why uh, the Biden Biden campaigners are quitting over what? The Hunter Biden stuff or what, what would be their reasoning? I'll have to check that out. Thank you, Elephant Man. Um, ETC, thank you for supporting the show. And Elephant Man also says Hunter Biden didn't kill himself. Uh Uh-oh. Is that going to be the next thing coming? We'll see. Let's uh, let's check in on Streamlabs. Okay. Wow. Uh, A lot of people hanging out on Streamlabs tonight. Philip Smolin says... Uh, you read my prediction a couple months ago. Trump would announce a North Korean peace deal right before the election. How do you feel about partial credit? Was there is there major North Korean news that I missed? Um, potentially, I've been kind of off the news radar for a little bit, but I didn't, I don't remember saying anything about North Korea. You'll have to let me know what's going on there, and of course, uh, let me know. I assume you're still running for mayor, right? Uh, so, which uh, if people didn't see, I think I still have it in here. Yeah, Philip Philip Smolin for mayor. Masks are stupid. I still have uh, still have the campaign mask. <laughs> I think I've put it to use maybe a couple of times. So if you're still running for mayor, good luck and let me know how it goes, man. Uh, Sergeant Snow Ape says, "Congratulations, Matt. Now get to work on creating some reinforcements for the coming dark winter." Yeah, that was the Joe Biden line. The, the winter is going to be dark very soon. Uh, winter's already here, man. It's like we've had below zero overnight lows and there's like a foot of snow on the ground, which is it, it, apparently it's the snowiest October in Western Montana, not Western Montana history, but the last hundred years in Western Montana. So I picked a hell of a time for an outdoor wedding, I guess. Thank you. Sergeant Snow Ape says, congratulations, Matt. Now get to work creating. Oh, that was the one I just read. My mistake. Cameron says, Matt uh, takes a week off and we get government corruption, new lockdown talks, and the race war almost kicking off in South Africa. Imagine what the world would be like if he took a whole month off. Congrats uh, again and start pumping out the white babies. Um, Without revealing too much. uh, Yes, I would like to. uh, I would like to get that started sometime soon, though. Um, You know. Uh, we'll see what happens, but that is that is uh, on both of our minds, and I I certainly hope sooner rather than later. So we'll see. Thank you, man. Uh, Crypto Crook says hi, my favorite YouTubers. I'm glad you're back. Congratulations to Bat and Ping too. Thank you. I wish you a lifetime of love and happiness. May the years ahead, uh, may the years ahead news filled with filled with la- la- uh, lasting joy. Sorry, maybe I'm reading that wrong, but yes, thank you for. Uh, the congratulations and the well-wishing. It's much appreciated. Abby Elliott says, congratulations, Matt. M- marriage is truly wonderful. Now get to work on reproducing some more whole white. <laughs> this is very racially charged, you guys. You too, blonde. We have uh, get to work on creating some more babies. You, you too, blonde. We have uh, 
we have like one job to do that being women i assume you mean uh thanks for the safe space and did you catch the coyote tweets we did uh and it was probably outside of the jeffrey tubin thing i thought it was probably the funniest thing of the week uh which we'll get into a little bit later thank you for uh the kind words and for supporting I am the not show be much appreciated smegma bukaki 69 one of the best Usernames in the audience. Does Hunter Biden not at the end of the video or not asking for myself? Congratulations on the wedding, by the way. I hope everything went well. You know, uh, since we had honest Abe Lincoln invoked in the debates earlier, I know who was it that cannot tell a lie? Who was the I cannot tell a lie line? Was that George Washington? I got to get my presidents. Let, let me. No, that was that was uh, George Washington a quote, but apparently it's a myth, according to Google. Anyway, I cannot tell a lie. Just like our famous past presidents, I did scrub through the video and um, there is a happy ending for Hunter Biden. I can verify, but it's all blurred. It's all blurred. You don't see anything. And I'm ashamed to know the answer to that question. But, you know, sometimes you click on the story and curiosity gets the best of you. So that that's it. it it's all it's not that interesting to watch. It's actually stupid and boring. Uh, the funniest thing to me, without revealing too much personal information, is they, they, it appears they're sitting in like a hotel or something, maybe an apartment. But you can hear the MTV show Ridiculousness, Rob Dyrdek's show, on in the background. And my wife and I, that's like our favorite show. We don't have cable at home, but whenever we stay in a hotel, we watch Ridiculousness because MTV is basically the Ridiculousness channel. So once I saw that, I had to text her today and make sure she's aware that the Hunter Biden sex tape has Ridiculousness on in the background. Classic. Bill says, um, oh, sorry, uh, cultural... Review says, shout out to my uh, new website, Cultural Review. Come check out our daily entertainment reviews and and cultural analysis from a conservative perspective. Headlined by two long-term BNTB fans. We'll tag Matt on Twitter with a link at Cultural Review. Actually, um, just send me an email or maybe maybe we can... uh, I'm always looking to feature listener content on the website. So maybe we could figure something else out there. Good luck with the, uh, the website. Send me an email. Bill says, uh, welcome back, back, Matt. Congrats on the marriage and a very belated happy birthday. Blonde, good to see you as well, I guess. Well, I can't believe Blonde got uh, Blonde got shut oh, out a little bit for once. Thank you for supporting the show. Phil also says, ACB's apparent commitment to uh, Black Lives Matter and anti-racism probably sealed the deal for her. It's hard for the libs to complain about her when they have or when they get everything that they want and the conservatives clap like seals in response. I didn't see the black lives matter part. Uh, I must've missed that. Or, I mean, I've missed a lot of stuff in the news over the last 10 days. So that's something that I'd be interested in. If that happened, send it my way. Uh, Al, Al Sahim says regarding uh, handler Sargon's line from his debate against Thomas Smith about progressives being whole white supremacists with guilty consciences continues to hold true to all daily wire expats. Join us at uh, dillywire.com. Congrats on the wedding. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, the Chelsea handler statement is, is it's just bizarre. I mean, the idea that you, that people ought to behave in certain ways, it's beyond it's beyond just observing trends like people talk about how if you observe certain trends, that's racist. She's issuing a command for how you must behave on account of your race. I don't know of anything much more purely racist than that. And yet in her mind, that's viewed as virtuous and good. Uh, bizarre, but uh, that's the world we live in. Kim says, congratulations, Mr. And Mrs. Christensen on your wedding and blessings on your marriage. 
Also, happy belated birthday, Matt. Well, thank you very much. That is the next official item of uh, business is to get her name changed, which uh, you got to jump through a bunch of hoops, apparently. Got to file all the right forms and talk to all the right government people to make that happen. But uh, we're working on it. Thank you. Candy Max says, congratulations, Matt. I'm so very happy for you to now be fruitful and multiply. Giving it a shot. We'll see. Hopefully sooner rather than later. But uh, no promises. Phil says deportation would tighten up the labor market and raise wages. But apparently that's not uh, an option. The insistence on open borders and diversity makes many, if not all, liberal economic policies impossible. Diversity breaks up community cohesion. It does seem to me that you have to choose one. If you're going to undercut uh, unskilled labor or the 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 lowest paid portions of the labor market with an influx of illegal immigrants, you really have to pick one. Who, which side are you on? Because you can't be both. A, a flood of illegal immigrants will necessarily depress wages for everyone else. There's no way around that. But uh, it's not commonly talked about, to your point. Redicus says, did you hear the disappointment after the oil statement, after the oil statement, excuse me, saying, why would you do that? She sounded like a wife that caught her husband mooning the neighbors. Congrats, Matt, on tying the knot. But you and Jose the Coyote will have to sneak her out. Uh, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear the disappointment statement after the oil statement. So I don't know. Uh, I'll have to. Uh, who said it? I'll have to clarify who said it. Anyway, let me hop over to YouTube. Blonde should be back in just a bit. Thanks for your patience on YouTube tonight, guys. And let me see where we are. Okay, uh, Michael ATW86 says, um, says black culture was preserved during segregation after 40 years of integration. <laughs> okay. We're getting spicy with the segregation take here. After 40 years of integration, the BLM woke movement seeks to resegregate because they want to preserve their culture. In a way, you can't blame them. Well, it is interesting how we've come around full circle on, on that front, that we have to resegregate in the interest of preserving, I guess, what they believe is inherently threatened by, uh, I guess, white oppressors or however they'd, they'd phrase it. Um, I just. Well, the the. Cha- it's getting spicy. The chatter was observing how segregation is now re-advocated in the interest predominantly of preserving culture. That's what those advocating are advocating it are, are saying. That's what they're arguing. Uh, in, anyway, that's just the point that the chatter was making. Uh, Holden Mulray says, hi, I just started on YouTube. Like I barely got into YouTube at all. Uh, high truth seekers. Holden Mulray says, if we do a USA 2.0, let's keep our constitution with, 1a through 10a we just need to measure we just need a new measure to guard against spineless congress abdicating legislation to executive and judicial branches thoughts i agree uh 100 i think that if we were that if i'd like to see well there's a lot of things i'd like to see strengthened in the constitution but if we could get a clause that says you can't delegate your branches job to other branches even voluntarily or consensually you can't do that you have to do your job i would like to see that Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. I, I had her muted so you didn't hear the spicy takes. I know. I was just talking about the Jews. That's all. <laughs> Sorry about that. But thank you for letting us know because I might not have noticed. Uh, yes. Anyway, I agree that you shouldn't delegate. The, the, the branches of the government should not be able to delegate their official duties to other branches of the government. Shouldn't be a thing. Uh, Holden also says supporters often ask a good place to relocate. I submit East Tennessee from Chattanooga to to uh, Chattanooga to Tri Cities in 
the northeast corner. Beautiful country, friendly people, low taxes, sound economy, lots to do outside. God bless. Well, there you go. Let me just um, I'll read three more and we'll just hop into it. Sound, Am sound I good? still muted? No, you should be good now. Oh, OK, stop messing with me, guys. Just give it a second because the stream is 20 seconds oh, behind or something. Right. Yeah, sorry. That was my mistake. Uh, Enchanted Warrior says hi from down under. Congrats, Matt. Anyone else notice the dark winter comment from Biden on Thursday? It's also <laughs> the name of an exercise from 2001 in the event of a bioweapon attack in the USA. Coincidence. Ooh, I like that thinking. Uh, Long Dong John says, congratulations on the wedding, Matt. One day you're going to look back on your life and remember it as the third most memorable life event after the birth of your kids and that time that we made love. Well, of course, I will never forget. Thank you for that. Uh, Stogies <laughs> and Broomsticks says, uh, congrats to Matt and Ping too. Many years of happiness to you both. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm going to highlight Robert Franklin. We'll come back to him when we... Uh, resume on super chat but let's get back into the news because uh i just want to talk talk shit about sasha baron cohen i hate this dude oh i know like i had to well actually i we have to talk jeffrey tubin beforehand because that sets the context they're related they're related um scandals so i did i wanted to give jeffrey lubin his due time they do have a lot in common tell me tell Uh, me what happened with jeffrey so he's been suspended by the New Yorker. I'm sure everybody's heard this story by now, but no video footage has actually emerged. It's just I, the report. I saw screenshots. I thought there were screenshots out there. What? I thought, but they were censored. So I don't know if they're authentic. They might be fake. Ah, okay. So the, he was on a Zoom call between members of the New Yorker and WNYC radio. This was last week. And he didn't realize that his video was still on. He has said, I made an embarrassingly stupid mistake believing I was off camera. I apologize to my wife, family, friends, co-workers. I believed I was not visible on Zoom. I thought no one on the Zoom call could see me. I thought I had muted the Zoom video. So two people, um, I presume from WNYC Radio, uh, spoke on the condition of anonymity. Uh, they noted that it was unclear how much the other person saw, but they both saw Tubin jerking off. And the sources described a juncture in the election simulation when there was a strategy session and the Democrats and Republicans went into their respective breakout rooms for 10 minutes. At this point, they said it seemed like Tubin was on a second video call. The sources said that when the groups returned from their breaks, <laughs> Tubin lowered the camera. The people on the call said they could see Tubin touching his penis. Tubin then left the call. Moments later, he came back in unaware of what his colleagues have been able to see and the simulation continued. Imagine just going back to work and being like, hey. So I guess, was he like on like a sex call with like another person? Has he explained? I haven't heard anything from him. He just him. said he thought no one could see him. But he hasn't said like, listen, this is who I was jerking it to or what I was doing. He hasn't said Was that. he like, oh, I got, I have 10 minutes. Let me, let me like Skype. <laughs> with some other with some chick and it's pretty risky business when you got all these webcams in front of you and you know you're within minutes of an official business call to be doing that sort of thing but i guess that's I what uh i hate jeffrey tubin so much mostly because of this scandal with his that i've talked about a million times like trying to get um his daughter's best friend that he impregnated to have an abortion yeah um i hate this guy's guts yet i am somewhat sympathetic what? to the tech Come snafus on. No, this is crazy. Like, th- this is this is insane that he did this. Um, but I also 
am kind of like when people have a hot mic moment and stuff like that, I'm always like, like when I think about the number of times that that could have happened to me, not this, (laughs) (laughs) but the hot mic stuff, you know? Right. Just remember this, uh, this could have happened to blonde dozens of times by now. She could have been tubing. You never know. No, I mean, he's, he's tech retarded and thought he had time for a quick, quick jerk session. And he clearly didn't. Or maybe he did. I don't know. And he just, it was. The, did the, he, did he finish? I was asked that earlier in the question. chat, did Hunter Biden finish? And I had to answer honestly, cause I know the answer to that question. Did he? Yes. Although it's you, blurred. So it's blurred. you have seen. Hunter I was scrubbing Biden. through it. I saw it. I've seen it, but it was blurred. It's blurred. You can't, it's not graphic per se, but you can tell what's going on. Oh, it's blurred. What's the point yeah. of watching it then? Although whoever did it, I assume the Chinese guy blurred it. He just put like a blur in the middle of the screen, but it's really lazy because there are definitely parts where like his dick is hanging out <laughs> behind the blur. <laughs> so it's like, why bother? Did he splooge on the chick's feet? Uh, kind of unclear because it's behind the bl- it's behind the blur. It you looks don't know like, anything. You don't have God, any information. You're I'm, unprepared. I can't believe I'm going into that. It looks like he takes care of it himself and her feet are there. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I've never been a feet guy. Feet are gross. Don't ask me. How weird. Anyway, this brings us to uh, to me wanting to talk <laughs> shit about Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> Somehow it's, it has to do with touching wieners or something. I don't know. Mm. Sasha Baron Cohen, of course, famous for his many characters. This uh, this week's character is Borat because the Borat sequel released on Amazon Prime on Friday. And the whole week, it was about this scandal of how Rudy Giuliani had supposedly entered a hotel room with an underage girl and put his hands down his pants. Those were the claims. She 24 or something? The actress is 24. The claims were so crazy that I had to watch this, at least this segment, to see for myself. And I ended up kind of half watching the movie while doing some chores and stuff. So I didn't pay full attention. But I did pay attention to this scene. Um, You be the judge. Uh, What happens here is... um, well, let, let's let's set the context fully. So the actress is playing Borat's daughter and she's playing a journalist who gets an interview with Rudy Giuliani. And after the interview, she invites Rudy into a bedroom for a drink. And then she starts taking off Rudy's mic and Rudy leans back on the bed. He says to tuck his shirt back in. Critics say he's touching himself. And then Borat bursts in and says that she's 15. She's too old for you. So that's uh, the context for the scene. You, you judge for yourself. Here's some of the scene. Thank you again for giving me this time. Shall we have a drink in the bedroom? What up? There you go, my dear. Okay. Give me your phone number and your address. Should we slip your jacket? Okay. Put down your crumb. She's 15. She's too old for you. What, what, she, why are you no, she's my daughter. Please, take me instead. Rudy, Trump will be disappointed. You are leaving hotel without golden shower. <laughs> Hilarious. This, this whole movie was super politicized. The very end, he just tells you to vote. Why? Like, why am I yeah. listening to Borat tell me to vote? Oh, this um, makes me want to smash his face. I mean, okay, things that are probably true. Yeah, maybe Giuliani thought he was going to bang this hot chick. Maybe. But, you know... Breaking news, old man wants to bang hot young chick. Just and who cares? Points of fact, in full fairness, Rudy Giuliani, as far as I understand, he's single. He's not married. He's divorced is what I see. 
So there's no yeah. adultery angle here. Um, it, it is clear that the actress coaxes him into the room. It's not Rudy's mm-hmm. suggestion. And yeah, I'm sorry. Like most men, if asked to go into a bedroom with a young chick, a lot of them are going to say, sure, that's a thing yeah. that's going to happen. She's also very, very hot. She's yeah. done up in full makeup, you know. She's got a flattering dress on, whatever. The she's actress, also clearly not 15. Right. So so she's 24, as we mentioned. I, I'm not clear. Was Rudy supposedly told that she was 15 beforehand? Because you hear Borat burst in and say, she's 15, she's too old for you. Did Rudy know that she was 15? It seems weird to accept an interview with a 15-year-old child, if that's what I happened. I have not heard that. I was not under that impression. She doesn't look 15. I don't think that Rudy Giuliani had the understanding that she was 15, supposedly. And it does look... You be the judge. I think there's room for some debate here. To me, it does look like an old man awkwardly tucking in his shirt. That is yeah. what it looks like. It makes well, she sense. she leans him back to try to help him with the... To help him with the um, the audio device. I, he's just... I think he's just tucking in his shirt. And he has, like, weird posture and stuff while doing it because he's a... That's a bad pun. I was going to say a stiff old man, as in his joints and body, but... He sure I, is. Maybe other things were stiff, too. Anyway, what... Rudy, it's not even the setup here that bugs me. What bugs me, we'll get into in a minute, which is the hypocrisy. Rudy denies the allegations and Sasha stands by them. Sasha appeared on Good Morning America uh, over the weekend to defend his movie. Here's what he had to say. He said the Borat video is a complete fabrication. I was tucking in my shirt after taking off the recording equipment. At no time was I ever inappropriate. If Sasha Baron Cohen implies otherwise, he is a stone cold liar sasha how do you respond to giuliani's tweet and uh feel free maria to chime in afterwards well i would say that if the president's lawyer found what he did there uh, appropriate behavior then heaven knows what he's done with other female journalists in hotel rooms listen i just urge everyone to watch the movie it is what it is he did what he did i want to thank you that i was sure that you're gonna save me for everything from everything i hate that piece of oh god like the claim that the actress was threatened or in need of defense okay you guys created the entire scenario you came on to rudy you invited him into a room you started undoing his mic who really created the threatening scenario here? I know. That pisses me off. He says, uh, watch, you see the movie. Just go watch the movie and see what happened. Well, that's the problem. We can't really see what happened. We can only see what happened through your lens. And there are all sorts of problems with that. It's heavily edited, obviously. And Sasha does this crap all the time. In fact, part of the movie, he's pretending to be this redneck He's pretending to be a redneck musician at a pro-liberty rally in Olympia, Washington. And he's singing about giving Obama coronavirus by force. That's the song. Like, we're going to inject Obama with the Wuhan flu. And in the movie, he presents it as though, oh, yeah, all these rednecks are laughing and agree with me. Well, no, that's not what happened, actually. When he did the event, he sang the song and he brought his own security team who prevented organizers from kicking him off the stage once he began singing and turning off the power to his microphone. So in the movie, it looks like everyone loved him. In reality, the event organizers were trying to stop him and his own security prevented it. But I'm supposed to believe him when he says, just watch the movie. You'll see what happened. Okay, show me the unedited footage and then we'll see what happened. 
And it's, as I mentioned, it's not even the stunts that I hate. It's the hypocrisy. There's another part in the movie where he, he Borat goes into a synagogue dressed as the most horrendous Jewish stereotype you have ever seen. I mean, Pinocchio knows bags of money. Oh, he doesn't just walk in as Sasha Baron Cohen. No, he himself is a Jewish stereotype. He, um, so he's, he's, he does this horrendous racial mockery. So among the other things, among the things that are in this movie, racial mockery that would be banned on most social media platforms, framing a guy as a pedophile at worst, or at least a, an abuser of women at best. These are the very edges of what most people consider to be acceptable free speech, or even what the first amendment defines as legally acceptable free speech. And that's all fine. I'll def- I'll defend everything he's doing on principle, but the trouble is Sasha won't. He don't forget he is fresh off receiving an award from the ADL last year for his efforts to censor on Facebook. If you go to his Twitter right now, his heading says under under his uh, handle it says "Stop Hate for Profit." This is the guy who sings "Throw the Jew Down the Well for Profit," but he wants to censor your Twitter jokes and your Facebook jokes. This is the hypocrisy of a guy whose career is edgy speech and pranks, but he's using his spare time to lecture you and ban you for your speech and your pranks. And he just doesn't get it. There's a lot of ironies here. One of the, the families of the Holocaust survivor or one of the women depicted in the synagogue I was describing to you, her family is a Holocaust surviving family. I, I don't know if she actually is herself or what the deal is, but that family is now suing Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, because they say they were improperly or they were deceived into participating in the movie. Basically, they, they were told this was a documentary about, I don't know, their synagogue, the Holocaust, whatever. Lo and behold, it's a comedy bit. They're suing him to try to get her removed from the movie. This is the sort of stuff he just rails against everybody else for. Yet he himself does it. He's been advocating for Facebook censorship this whole time, making sure that you can't spread coronavirus misinformation, but he was banned on Facebook temporarily for sharing an article with a picture of a guy wearing a mask that says COVID-19 is a hoax. And when that happens, he then blames Facebook and says, Oh, instead of having a crappy AI, use all the money you've made during COVID to hire more humans and moderate and fact check. Yes. I can't believe that the heavy censorship that you have been advocated was misapplied to censor you, Sasha Baron Cohen, who could have foreseen such an outcome. He doesn't give a shit when it happens to you. In fact, he advocates it. If it happens to him, it's an outrage and everyone else must spend their money to fix it for him. This guy is one of the biggest pieces of shit in entertainment. I can't stand him. I, I I don't commonly say I hate people. I I hate this guy. Oh, he yeah, is he the worst. Yeah. Well, he, he's Jewish, and so he thinks that he um, that that should prevent him from from receiving any criticism for criticizing Jews. This is the bit that he did in that speech because he addressed his "throw the Jew down the well." Uh, song in that speech and said oh but when i do it it's exposing other people's bigotry so it's fine well what about that holocaust family yeah are are we really going to split these hairs this is a guy who's made his career on the edges of free speech and he's making sure that he slams every door on the next person who wants to make that same career not only and not only that, I mean, I, I don't I, I can't stand him for shutting the door uh, behind him in that way, but I can't stand him for trying to regulate just 
what you can or can't say on, on Twitter, regardless of whether you mean it to be a joke or whether you mean it to be serious or whatever. Well, he lacks principles and he's already made his money because this bit is so played out. And so he's like, oh, sweet. I got rich doing this. Now nobody else should be able to because my feels. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't know. This guy sucks. I shouldn't have even watched the movie, but I wanted to see what happened to Rudy. And, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, maybe maybe Rudy shouldn't have been there. Maybe Rudy shouldn't have participated. Say what you want. At the end of the day, that's not what pisses me off. It is the absolute hypocrisy. It's the rules for thee, but not for me. I should be able to do whatever I want and cash in. But if you try it, screw you. You should be banned off the Internet. This guy just what a piece of shit Banned off so, the Internet. He thinks people should be arrested for Holocaust denial. Has he gone that far? Wouldn't surprise me. Oh, yeah, me. totally. I'm sure he I, would. And partnering with the ADL and everything. This, this guy's deplorable. Hmm. Well, moving on. Uh, speaking of his uh, COVID-19 is a hoax. Is this even misinformation? I don't know. Just kidding. Um, there are a lot of Corona items that I want to get to. Uh, specifically, some items from when we were gone that get at the question of whether we're actually saving lives. What are is Is this trade-off actually worth it? Are we... Is the sacrifices we're making in in terms of quality of life worth it as a trade-off for the lives that we're supposedly saving? Are we actually achieving the safety that we think we are with all of this lockdown and arbitrary restrictive nonsense? I wanted to highlight this story from earlier in the month. It's gotten so bad that even nursing home residents, the most vulnerable among us, uh, are protesting to get their lives back. These are residents... At a long-term care facility in Colorado, they organized a protest against the state's coronavirus restrictions on October 8th. Their signs read, uh, in part, I'd rather die from COVID than loneliness. Oh because they've effectively God. been banned from contact with each other or their families in many cases. Uh, give us freedom. Prisoners in our own home. The assistant administrator at the facility said, quote, they want to be able to hug their grandchildren. They want to be able to hold the hands of their loved ones. This administrator also said that the Fair Acres, the facility staff and residents sent letters to the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment, as well as the governor, Jared Polis, uh, his office in August, begging for rules to be relaxed to permit physical contact. (sighs) Gonzalez said that no one received a response to the inquiries. This is the guy who runs the facility. Uh. Again, I, this is the question that we started when all that we were considering when all of this started. What is life? Yeah. Is life more than just a beating heart or breathing lungs? Life is a quality and life is the freedom to forge your own path through it. it, it I just find this story to be particularly heartbreaking. Imagine you're, you're in the, you know, you're in the last portions of your life and you're just thinking, I want to spend these with my family those days and years are being robbed from me under the premise of saving me. What happens if that never happens? And you have no choice. And you have no choice in the matter. Uh, The whole thing is just awful. What are we, we we talk frequently about what we're doing to the healthy in terms of robbing them of the best years of their lives. What are we doing to the elderly and the sick in terms of robbing them of their last years on this earth with their families? Who have paid into the myth of this country their entire lives. And now they don't even get to live out their final months and years in the way that they see fit. Yeah. Like we were bereft of not just logic, but kindness and compassion in this country. And I am 
ashamed at what we've become. You, you can bet that some of these residents will die very soon. Just yeah. they, whether, you know, coronavirus absent even. These are people in the last days of their lives commonly or last years. Imagine it's like, you, let's say you survive for a year or two, but contact with your family is effectively banned. Is that a choice you would take? I'd take a week with my family over two years mm-hmm. in isolation. I don't want that. For sure. Yeah. And that it, and regardless of what you would pick, if given such a proposition should be your free choice to make that choice for you and everybody else. And maybe those trade-offs are worth it. If it's clear that drastically upending our lives is obviously saving lives. Trouble is, as we've documented throughout this year, that is not at all clear. So this week, the CDC released a report saying there have been 300,000 excess deaths in the U S this year. So that means total deaths of all causes. We've seen 300,000 beyond recent years. So just everybody dying in a normal year, we were 300,000 beyond what we would expect compared to recent years. We don't know what's causing that. And it's easy to assume, Oh, that must be coronavirus. That must be that everybody's getting sick. They're dying of coronavirus. We've had 200,000 and changed coronavirus deaths. That must be what this is. Well, read a little closer. The sharpest rise, the largest percentage increases among any age demographic is seen among adults aged 25 to 44 years. That that's not coronavirus purely. Those people, adults aged 25 to 44 are not dying of coronavirus. Even the uh, discussion portion of the CDC's analysis here uh, explains adults, adults aged 25 to 44 years have experienced the largest average percentage increase in the number of deaths from all causes from late January through October 3rd, 2020. These disproportionate increases might also be related to underlying trends in other causes of death. Deaths now, of we, despair and suicides. I guarantee that that is the bulk of those of the increase. Given what we know about coronavirus, we know that this is not, hundreds of thousands of, of healthy adults dying from the virus itself. Seems reasonable to speculate. It's increases in other forms of death. Um, Deaths of despair, as you mentioned, potentially deaths from conditions undetected or untreated because of lockdowns. More information is going to come out on this and uh, pay attention because the idea that we are obviously saving lives by doing all this, I think the evidence is going to show we are, we're simply trading some lives for others. We are arbitrarily deciding and making those decisions, making those those trades. At the end of the day, you don't save anybody anymore. You just caused unbelievable hardship on some people while theoretically comforting others. But you're just swapping some lives for others in a grossly unnatural way. Yeah, looks like that's what exactly. Yeah. And if and the biggest lie. Oh, I don't have. um, Where's my article? I got to pull it up. The biggest lie of them all of this whole thing is, uh, of course, that we're we're we just have to be good boys and surrender our freedom now because they're going to give us our our freedom back later. That's how this works. Deal with a little temporary pain and everything's going to be awesome in a few weeks or months time. (laughs) It's it's never going to trend that way. Um, Dr. Fauci a few weeks ago advised people to skip holiday gatherings with their families this year. And California is apparently putting the force of law behind the advice, at least for some uh, regulations. So last week, Gavin Newsom released holiday gathering requirements for California. Get this. No more than three households allowed. 
So you, you have to decide which aunts and uncles get the boot. Only some of your aunts and uncles or some of your grandparents or some of your cousins can come over. Only three households allowed to combine. Uh, some of the other, by the way, don't even think about just having multiple events. Maybe you want to have two Christmases so you can have three households per at each Christmas. No, if you do One. that, yeah, you participating in multiple gatherings with different households or groups is strongly discouraged. So I guess that's not banned, but the state of California still doesn't want you doing that. Um, the the house is the uh, the host the host should collect names and contact information of everyone in attendance in case in case there needs to be uh, contact tracing by the state after your after your gathering. Uh, all gatherings must be outside, even if it's winter. <laughs> California's nice weather, but there are cold parts in California too. Not everywhere S- sucks if you're in Tahoe or uh, you know up in the mountains uh, by L.A. or wherever. Uh, and, and, but you're in luck though. If you have, if you have one of these outdoor gatherings, uh, it counts as outdoor. If you're under an umbrella canopy awning or roof, as long as at least three sides of the space are open to the outdoors, 75% of the wall space has to be open to the outdoors for California to approve your Thanksgiving dinner or your Christmas presents or whatever else. How are they going to enforce this? Uh, Who knows? They got too many people to 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 practically enforce this but they're still going with this masks are mandatory uh two hours or less for your gathering so (gasps) sorry timmy uh it's it's been two hours and a minute you don't get your uh you don't get your squirt gun or whatever's under the christmas tree that is just nothing two hours (laughs) i know it's that's that's even short for a dinner for a lot of people for a holiday dinner you know and also um no singing, no loud singing or other other loud vocal celebration. You have to tone that down. And you're supposed to be masked if you're doing Christmas carols or any other vocal celebration. Uh, you, th- these are all the things you're supposed to implement. I, look how long it takes me to scroll through these list of rules from the governor of California on how you're supposed. They're, they're regulating your holiday experience. This, this is the, the trend. This is the trajectory that we're on. You know, this is going to follow these rules. I don't I mean, back back when this happened in March and especially as the job losses started to come in 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 April and May, I remember talking to you saying, "Okay, at the end of the day, this won't sustain because people's livelihoods are on the line and people aren't going to put up with it. And I think people are getting sick of this stuff. But I never expected to be sitting here in October talking about the state of California regulating your Thanksgiving dinner. I know this is the state of our country now. It would have been a that would have been a joke in March. It would have been you would have been called uh, a fear monger for warning of such things. Yet here we are. So if you have a California holiday experience coming up soon, let us know if the regulators knock on your door. Actually, they'll have, if you're doing it correctly, they'll knock on your open wall because it's got to be 75 yeah, really. percent open walls. Oh, and we I, I, I know we didn't mention it, but there was this awful story out of Australia this week that this, these four babies died. Oh, yeah. God, um, I forgot to include that. That's right. You sent it to me because they um, they had heart conditions, but they were treatable. And the uh, hospitals at which they were born were ill equipped to deal with them. But because of travel restrictions, they couldn't be transported to other hospitals. Um, and all four babies died of treatable cardiac uh, issues unbelievable Unbelievable. Uh, great so we're gonna sacrifice babies so that old people can live like five months longer old people that that don't even they didn't even sign up for this yeah at at least in that case people who don't want that deal 
and wouldn't wouldn't take that deal if it was presented to them. Okay, uh, tell me what happened in San Francisco with this uh, sucker punch before we call <gasps> Terrible. it Terrible. Um, this Antifa counter-protester in San Francisco knocked out the front teeth of a black man who organized the free speech rally and protest on Saturday. Um, people in the crowd can be heard yelling racial slurs at the man. I didn't watch the video, but you you can hear them yelling like the n-word at him right i i guess i didn't notice that i did i did censor the punch because i know susan won't let me show that but maybe um, the audio i didn't censor at all. i i also didn't notice that but this is what the what the breitbart article says um so shortly before a free speech rally and protests in san francisco um event organizer philip anderson can be seen in a video helping a white man walk through an angry counter protest filled with antifa as they walk through the crowd, a man wearing all black, he was black block, comes up from behind Anderson and punches him right in the face. It's super brutal, um, knocks out his front teeth. The predominantly white Antifa crowd can be heard screaming the N-word multiple times, back up, N-word, back up, N-word. Someone yells in the crowd, and Anderson tries to escape the attack. Anderson and the white man he was protecting eventually climb over police barricade and move to safety behind the police. And then they had to be like, run out of there in like a high speed vehicle. I just have a couple different angles of the sucker punch itself. Here's what it looked like. Oh, there are N words. Yeah. And I think there are cops unseen. Some angles show there are cops just watching this happen, essentially. Great. That's, that's and great. and I, if you watch the footage, there are some angles you can see teeth fly out of this dude's mouth. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't even know if I, there are pictures, too. I don't know if I can show them if Susan allows that, but I'll link the story. I'm sure you guys have seen it by now because we're behind on the stories last weekend. But I did want to mention it. I mean, again, just a story of, a, of an idea, a concept, violently attacking people on the streets of an American city. And we're going to pretend that this doesn't happen. We're going to pretend that the poor boys are the ones who are enacting political violence on the streets of all of our cities. This reminded me of the case. This is just like the, uh, the Portland case a few years ago where they were outside of the uh, DHS uh, facility screaming at black federal officers, calling them stupid N-words. Hard R, not even the yeah. the soft version that it sounded like in this one. It's it's not even the it's not even the political violence that they claim is coming from the poor boys and right wing extremists. It's the overt public aggressive racism that they also say is coming yeah. from those people. But they're on the street doing it all the time. I know, I know. This is I've, true horseshoe theory, isn't it? It really. I mean, could you imagine? I know it's a common point, but good God, could you imagine? Proud Boys or Patriot Prayer or anybody else with a right wing pro Trump perspective walking around calling black people the N word and punching them in the face. I know. Knocking out teeth. That's uh, that's a story for weeks. This I only saw this on um, on alternative media, on right wing media, whatever. I didn't see this. On, I didn't see it in the mainstream media at all. Yeah. No. Nobody's going to talk about. But that. this is this this is the story that Joe spins from the presidential debate podium. Yet it's in the totally opposite political direction. And we just don't talk about it. Yep. Anyway, that's uh, we'll call that a show. We got plenty of uh, chatters to catch up on. I know we left. Yeah, off my husband the- just texted me. He's having a really hard time with the baby. She's freaking out. So I'm going to try to go feed her again. Like I need like 10 more minutes. Um, I'm sure I'll still I'm sure I will not get through in 10 minutes. 
Okay, good. We're on Robert Franklin. Yep. I will catch okay. up on YouTube. I will Remind me to unmute you when you get back <laughs> okay. so I don't do that again. Sorry, guys. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for your patience, guys. All right, let's see what we got. Robert Franklin says a couple weeks ago, the FBI released their 2019 UCR data. This is their uh, crime reports annually. The jogging community set a new record with a record of winning 56% of their marathons. That's very good. I don't think the few good apples are worth the whole rotten tree. Well, this is, I don't know. I've just, that's Susan bait right there. But yeah, uh, again, uncomfortable truths that have to be confronted or are just frequently denied. Uh, no doubt. Um, and I'll, I, I wonder what else, the other thing that you can find in the UCR data, of course, is what were the weapons used in those murders? Uh, shock of shocks. They are not commonly rifles of any kind, let alone AR-15s, mostly handguns, a lot of blunt force weapons, a lot of knives that, that destroys another narrative. Uh, the UC, the FBI UCR data is not convenient with a lot of left-wing uh, narratives. Nicholas H says, congrats, Mr. And Mrs. Christensen. It's it still is a, uh, it still is new for me to say. So I, I like the sound of that. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Slosher says, congrats on marriage. I just got my dream job myself. Also, gravity isn't real. It's a conspiracy by the tiny hats to make people drop their pocket change. Wow. That's what you call Susan Bate, too. Uh, so I'll give you two. Uh, Susan's coming after you. And also, thanks for supporting the show. I am not going to be niggardly. And uh, congrats on your job. That's very exciting news. That's good to hear. Hopefully 2020 can have some good points to it. And that will be one whitey on the moon says, tell me, Batman, should this, uh, should this even be riddled? How many kids do you think the Bidens have diddled? Fair question. Downsgated says Matt and I once made love to, or Matt and I, sorry, I read it by force of habit. Matt and I once tried to make consummate love, but his wife took extreme umbrage to it. So instead I poured milk in the bowl before the cereal in all seriousness. Congratulations. I would never tolerate that. There are many things I will tolerate, but not that uh, milk, milk before cereal. That is. And um, as far as the wife and the, uh, the jokes uh, before the stream, she wanted to make it abundantly clear. She supports the jokes. So you're not going to offend her with them. In fact, you'll probably earn appreciation from her. By doing that not that i encourage it either way as i've learned with all the various chat memes or whatever happens in the chat on this show the more you try to fight it the worse it's going to get so if you don't like a particular meme in the chat if you tell people to stop doing it you can bet you're going to get way more of it so i just uh i just ride the chat wave you know that's how i go uh chaos lear len says can can matt can okay this is a this is a play on this is a weird i see what you're doing can matt's grat on the garage congrats matt on the marriage thank you uh dime short says happy for you and the missus wins the little one coming um i can confirm that there's no news on that right now other than we both uh, are very interested in that sort of thing but um when we are able to share such news i will certainly happily do that with you guys there just isn't any news at the moment but uh and tell you we're looking forward to it very much. Irish Nat says apparently AOC was on a Twitch stream playing Among Us. As a Democrat, she's uniquely qualified to play that because she's at she's adept at lying straight to people's faces and ruthlessly murdering anyone to achieve her objective. I haven't played the game, but if that's part of it, that's pretty funny. I heard I hear her Twitch stream is crushing. She's apparently doing very well on Twitch. 
Uh, Darlene Cates says, I did not realize how much a part of my routine you guys have become. No more days off for you guys. Just kidding. Glad to have you back and congrats to Matt. Well, thank you. And uh, likewise, like this is such, I am such a creature of habit. I, I, I have to do the same things at the same times on a schedule. That's just how I am. That's how I stay productive. And that's how I stay happy and satisfied as a person. So it was, I mean, it's weird for me not to do a Sunday stream too. And, uh, while I have no regrets about missing a Sunday show for what I had to miss it for, um, I can say that for sure, not doing a Sunday stream is an odd experience for me. And I very happy to get back at the desk and get back to producing it because that's what feels like the right thing for me to do. So thank you guys for making a, creating a community out of this show and creating something to come back to. Thank you, Darlene. Son of the Wolf says Matt and I once made love in a crack house, but before he could finish, Hunter Biden finished him off with an FJ. Well, uh, Hunter Biden doesn't give FJs. He receives FJs. But who knows? Maybe the Chinese guy will leak more, um, more scandalous sex tapes. I guess I shouldn't speak too soon. There might be plenty more. Boogeyman917 says, welcome back to my favorite podcast duo. Cheers. Thank you much Boogeyman Call L says Lauren Southern was on an Australian news show and commented one of the trending searches on Google the day after the debate was, can I change my vote? I did see that. I did see that. I haven't seen more information about who wants to change their vote to what, but I just have a hard time believing that everyone's scrambling to change their vote to Biden. I can't see that generally. He's not a, he doesn't inspire enthusiasm, but I also don't think his debate performance inspired a lot of enthusiasm. So we'll see. I, I normally I'm not hugely critical of polling. Um, I think there's some validity to polling and certainly I think it's valuable on the state level. That said, I also think it stands to reason that there's a lot of shy Trump voters this year. We saw that effect to some degree in 2016, people who wouldn't ever tell anyone, maybe even in their family, let alone a pollster that they're voting for Trump, but still vote for Trump when it comes down to it this time around, given everything we've seen in the interim, from beatings on the street like we just saw to intimidation tactics to shaming. I, I think it stands to reason there are lots more shy Trump voters this time than there were in 2016. I don't think there are a lot of shy Biden voters. I don't think anyone's really trying to keep it a secret that they're voting for Biden. There's not really a public stigma in saying that you're voting for Biden. You're not going to get beaten. You're not going to get intimidated. You're not going to get threatened. So we'll see how that dynamic plays out. I'll... I, And that's the other, we're not going to get a satisfying election night either. We're not going to know really who's the winner potentially for weeks. So this thing is going to be very interesting to watch. Six Semper Tyrannus says, wish Matt and I made love, but now he is off the market. Congrats, Matt. Uh, Congrats, man. And wish many happy years. Now don't F up and remember happy wife, happy life. Hi, blonde looking beautiful as always. Well, thank you. I will highlight that and forward it to her attention. Thank you, sir. Yoda Economics says to all California voters, a friendly reminder to vote yes on Prop 22. The paternalists in Sacramento want rideshare drivers to be employees and we don't. Also, congrats to Matt and his bride. Well, thank you, sir. I'm not familiar with what that proposition is. I assume it's with um, Uber and and Lyft and how those companies are required by the state of California to treat their employees, which may have uh, which may make Uber and Lyft not a thing in California or very expensive in California. Uh, I know that's been a big deal, so definitely look into it. And thank you, Yoda. Uh, Nick Shelton says, watching remotely with my wife, who is currently in Navy A school. We love your show and wish you and your wife all the best. Well, thank you for your kind contribution. I am not going to be. And uh, thank you to you and your wife. That is very much appreciated. Thanks for tuning in. 
Jozo Zavko says, congratulations. Ever think about an Amazon or Walmart or whatever registry so your viewers can buy you blenders and junk like that? Um, we have not set one up. Uh, thank you for I supporting the show. Niggardly. Mostly because we didn't want stuff coming out of the wedding. Um, that's not a shot at people who do. It, it's just, uh, I want... I want two things. I want to have a great experience with her on a, on a honeymoon trip, which we kind of got. It was, I mean, listen, it was an awesome time, but we'd like to go somewhere farther away from home to have a a more different experience um, than something we could have in Montana, even though it was fantastic. And I want to be able to provide for a future family. Those are my two goals. And that's what we've been trying to achieve. And of course, thank you to you guys in the audience and, uh, through all the the hard work that goes into this channel, I'll be able to do that. I'll be able to provide for a family and do well. So that's all we're looking to do. As much as I want blenders or <laughs> cookware, I mean, you guys will have to replace the stuff in the kitchen. I still have the same pots and pans from when I was in like college and they're falling apart. But stuff is not the priority for us as a couple, making sure that we're in position to have a happy, healthy marriage, take care of kids. That's what we're looking to do first and foremost. So we're in we're in good shape and thank you for supporting the show. Damien McHugh says, God bless the AR Blastin uh, pedo assassin hero of Kenosha, Kyle motherfucking Rittenhouse. Well, stay tuned to next week's costumes. I think they may be related to that incident. Um, a little bit of update on the Kyle Rittenhouse. Apparently no gun charges in Illinois for him because he never, in fact, had the gun in Illinois. So there goes the talking point. Of course, if more information comes out for Mr. Kyle, we will update the story. Uh Scout Rifle says congrats on the wedding and belated congrats on the baby. Uh, well, it's not belated because it hasn't happened yet. Unless you know something that I don't. <laughs> uh, love, love the sanity safe space. Thank you. Maybe early congrats on the baby. But as far as I know, that's not a thing yet. At least I don't have any news to the contrary. RWDS, uh, the right wing dead squad engineer, the guy who sent me the ransom style note, just uh, just a contribution with no note. Well, thank you for the letter. It was much appreciated. 333 TV says, congrats, Matt. My fiance and I are supposed to, were supposed to be married yesterday. Newsom obviously put a stop to that. We both send our best to you and Mrs. Christensen. Well, thank you. And um, I, all the best to you guys as well. Congratulations. And I hope that you get there soon. There was a bunch of bullshit imposed on our wedding. Probably not to the degree that Gavin Newsom is doing it to you in California. But as far as I'm concerned, these people are vandals. These people who just these these unelected people sitting on county health boards or maybe state boards in your case who just show up and decide they're going to impose arbitrary random restrictions on your wedding on a whim. I consider it on the same moral and ethical plane as if they showed up as if they just showed up to my wedding and started hacking at the cake or they started taking a wrench to the floral arrangement or it's not your event. You have no claim to it. You have no right to be there. You're unelected. These people are vandals as far as I'm concerned. And I've been thinking about sending a, a letter explaining that concept to the County health board, but I made all the other things going on that obviously have my priority. I have not, I have yet to do that, but uh, stick to it. I promise you it's worth it. As I'm sure, you know, you don't need me to tell you that you picked her for a reason. And I hope you guys get your day very soon. And if you can't get it in California, I encourage you to find it in a place where you can, because uh, as we talk about all the time, tomorrow's not guaranteed. All you got is today it's on you to make, each day, the highest quality of life that you possibly can. And if we wait until tomorrow and the bet that tomorrow is going to be more free or more safe, there are times where tomorrow doesn't come. And uh, I don't want to be in that position. I hope you don't end up in that position. I hope you and your wife or soon to be wife get exactly what you envision very soon. And thank you. Jenny Nickham says, hey, congratulations, Matt. I'm so happy for you. 
seeing your photo with rings makes me feel cozy, very wholesome vibes. All is right in the world. May God bless your marriage. Well, thank you. And uh, I, I, you know, I think it was blessed in its own way. I can't wait to look back on 2020 and talk about how the event was vandalized by the county health board and there was a blizzard to boot but we still made it happen it will make for a great story and even if if everything turns out like a fairy tale in the way you envisioned sometimes that's not the best story you want to have a little bit of a surprise or a little bit of a struggle to talk about what you overcame which sounds dumb because i don't really overcome anything it was a fantastic wedding and to paint it as a challenge reeks of privilege as the left would say but uh, but yeah, I just I just don't like people showing up and imposing their will on the event when they have no claim to it. That pisses me off. Roy says the real question is if Chelsea Handler let 50 Cent urinate on her like uh, she let Jason Biggs. Is that, did that happen? I'm sure Chelsea Handler has a you know, very interesting history. Uh, Andrew Pollock says, Blonde, you're an awesome mom. Matt, huge congrats on the wedding. Both of you take my money. Well, thanks for supporting the show, man. Very much appreciated. And uh, we we. Uh, we're very thankful for your contribution. Thank you. Laurel says uh, nine days left, people. I hope you're ready. Get out of the cities for Election Day. Yeah, that's true. If I lived in an urban center, I would make a contingency plan. I would think about uh, other places I could be uh, on that night. But uh, if you're in one of these uh, potential war zones, keep your cameras rolling. Send us send us a uh, footage if you get anything interesting. And good luck. And thank you, Laurel. Doc Bailey says, congrats, Matt. Uh, thanks for giving the rest of us schlubs hope that there's still hope in finding a good woman growing more desperate to leave California, but I'm stuck because of family need prayers. Well, thank you for supporting the show. And as I've testified many times, I had all but given up on that hope until the right one happened to show up for me. Uh, it does happen. It can happen. Number one thing all men can do is concentrate on building the best version of yourself to attract that person. And I promise you, it does work out. Benefit for us as men, we got lots of time too. Got lots of time to build that best version of ourselves and uh, and market that best version of ourselves. So don't lose faith. I promise you it works out. And, uh, and good luck. I don't know about California though. I can't make any promises about California. That might be, that might be too tough of a promise to make. But good luck to you, man. Uh, Maddington says 50 cent should avoid that skank Chelsea handler at all costs. He doesn't want to become 50, sorry, 50 STDs. He doesn't want to become 50 STDs. Thank you. John Andrew says, thanks for dissing my city, Cleveland, uh, blonde. Well, in fairness, blonde disses pretty much every place all the time and every person all the time. Um, we did go to Cleveland for the uh, Republican national convention in 2016. Uh, we had a nice time, uh, when we weren't being chased around by Daryl Lamont Jenkins, that said it was the hottest, sweatiest experience I have had, uh, in 95 degree Cleveland weather and 95% uh, humidity or whatever the humidity rating is. Okay. Unmuting your mic. So I don't screw that up. John Andrew was uh, not happy with you for ripping on his city, Cleveland blonde. I think he was being funny about it. Not oh, I was watching downstairs. So everybody yeah. that said something to me, I heard. Oh, great. But cool. Cleveland sucks. I mean, I don't know. It's, it was uh, just so hot. Maybe that's what it was when we were there. It was difficult. Yeah. And the thing in that kind of weather, once you start sweating, you don't stop sweating. There's no drying out. Yeah. No. Who's next? Uh, Esoterica Unbound says, congrats, Matt. Playtime is over. It's time to get busy and do right by your parents. Well, in addition to looking forward to the uh, joy of becoming a parent myself, Seeing my parents become grandparents is right up there for me. I, I can't wait till that day, and uh, I hope it's sooner rather than later. So point taken for sure. 
uh, issue says if Biden gets elected, he'll be either or he'll, he'll either be a 25th or impeached on the corruption that's coming out now. If he loses at the end of Kamala's career, win win for the DNC. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's going to win. I think that Trump's probably going to win in a landslide. I bet he's going to get 330. I think we're going to see that same prediction that we talked about earlier, where election night preliminarily looks like a giant Trump win because everyone who goes to vote in person is voting Trump, at least disproportionately. And then we're going to see the trickle and nobody's going to trust that. We're going to get into December potentially and we'll be like, oh, final tally after the treasure chest of Biden votes were counted. I know. I know. I know. And and people are being so ridiculous about it. I, I've talked about how I love Armstrong and Getty before, but I was listening to them the other day and they were like, one of them was like, it's really obvious that Biden's going to win because of the polls. I was like, what the... <laughs> Do you even remember 2016? Does any, is anybody believe polls? He's like, pollsters have no reason to lie. Well, people, I, as I was just mentioning when you were out, you probably heard, I think people have a lot of reason to lie to pollsters right now. And of course, national polling doesn't mean anything. What matters is how it breaks in the States and the, yeah. the polls in the States, even if you believe them as accurate, they're tightening up where they matter. So this is, I think it's far from an obvious conclusion that Biden wins. Oh yeah. He's definitely not going to win. Um, Incompetent Hands 30 says, me 25 years ago, can't wait for December 25th because sin will give me stuff. Me now, can't wait for October 25th because Matt and Blonde will tell people who want something for nothing to get fucked. Congrats, Matt. Thank <laughs> <Ping> you. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, Rob Dalton, congratulations, Matt, to you and the wife on your nuptials, Blonde, looking as beautiful as ever. And thank you to the two of you for what you guys do. Thank you so much. Very kind of you. Thank you. Jimmy Sheehan, blonde. Cleveland is on a lake, Lake Erie, and a river, and it's actually a great place. Ugh. I actually saw Kamala on set in on in Saturday on Saturday. God, downtown with absolutely nobody but media surrounding her. Ohio is going Trump easily. I'm sorry, I shit on Cleveland. It's not. <laughs> uh, it, it, you, at this point, it'd be odder to hear you praise something or someone. In an unqualified way. How often is, oh, I love this person or this thing. That's not commonly heard. I love my baby and North Idaho. Blamo. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And my husband. He's, he's okay. He's, <laughs> uh, he's third are- behind North Idaho, though. <laughs> uh, now that Matt has married a listener, we can confirm that at least one of those Matt and I once made love stories are true. <laughs> uh, yeah. They, well, I suppose. I did appreciate uh, one of the things she saw in the chat. Uh, the last stream we did was wow Matt's finally losing his virginity next week so thanks for the congratulations uh, appreciate I said that it on two weeks ago. Oh, did, oh did you say it I can't remember yeah it was really awkward and then I was like <laughs> I wish I didn't do that <laughs> uh, JG Diaz says hey there your Colombian sugar daddy is back as promised shower you with foreign currency after finding a job uh, actually this is just 10, 10 bucks <laughs> congrats matt forty thousand dollars uh in some what's cop what is that currency i don't even know i don't know thank you for that liz towels says congrats on the christiansons and hugs to adorable emma line thanks for being back tonight thank you so much it's colombian pesos and it looks like his conversion is correct (laughs) really a colombian peso is worth point zero 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 two six dollars oh my god yeah Hey, Liz, if you want to see pictures of my baby, you can join my Instagram, which is mm. blonde underscore beast one. No sounders from you. Compelling and rich. <laughs> Matt Vegas says, congrats on the wedding. I'm still sketching the whole laptop thing. I would think if the shop owner took 
over it as abandoned, took it over as abandoned. He would reformat it and sell it. Who doesn't set a password to log in? I don't know. Maybe this is just drug addict stuff. Maybe, maybe there's more to the shop story than we realize. And, uh, but I, as you were saying, I think that's secondary to the content. And if the content says that our country was being sold out in a pay for play scheme, that's to me, the question of how that information was obtained. It, it matters. There are ethical considerations, but it's secondary. Uh, Del the redneck. Hey Del, uh, glad you got a good honeymoon. Um, I remember me and mods honeymoon. We'd barely gotten in the room before a sex act occurred. We watched it for a little bit. I have no idea how those guys got into our room. I will the October surprise. The big guy is not Joe Biden. It's Michelle Obama. Mm. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. Right wing death squad engineer. Matt and I once made love and well, you saw the letter. <laughs> there we go. He had a blank one earlier. I was wondering. Colby yeah. Bohannon. Roses are red, violets are blue. I love this show, and I love you, Matt and Blonde, 2024. Aww. We will never run for any political office. Blonde's opposed uh, to it on principle, and yeah, yeah I just, uh, I don't want to. I'd rather do this show. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's just, it's yeah. just, yeah. My face is tired. It says, congrats on the wedding, Matt. I thought Trump did a fantastic job at the debate, all things considered. Also, I think the sexual drug stuff about Hunter Biden was just as important as the incriminating, uh, and incriminating. The I don't best- think so. That have to do with Joe. The best argument I can make is that he's willingly creating compromising material that could be used to blackmail uh, a U.S. official. But even that is still less direct. And I, I just I'm uncomfortable with the standard that a politician must be held accountable for all acts of his adult children. That's a little too far for me. Um, I think there are questions that you could extrapolate from that. But I, I don't think that Hunter's weird sex life necessarily implicates Joe, even though I reserve all right to laugh at it and joke about it. And whatever. I don't know. Maybe I, I feel a little bit bad for him. Wait, who do you feel bad for, Joe or Hunter? Because I don't feel bad at all for Hunter. I do have weird sympathies now hmm. uh, because I did talk a lot about how Joe, like I was sympathetic to him because it's hard to watch the mental deterioration, deterioration of an old man even though I disagree with basically everything. But um, after that debate, I was like, die, you old fucker. I was <laughs> but this thing with Hunter Biden, it seems like it's it's salacious. And then he is an addict also. And it doesn't really seem material to to the presidential election. So I'm not crazy about it, but we should be all over the Burisma stuff. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree that it's secondary, um, but I, I think it's I think it's worth talking about the 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 drug the uh the drug escapades and the sexual escapades i think it's worth talking about but i i I do worry as we talked about on the top of the show i don't want to lose focus on what the heart of the scandal is and imagine if it was one of the trump kids they would just get eviscerated of course no mercy a pineapple girl says you made me tear up when you were talking about how this show brought your wife to you amazing life you created for yourself i hope you know how inspiring that is blessings to you and your wife oh that's so nice oh well thank you you. and it's important to me to make sure that you guys are all thanked for that i I, of course am very proud of of what i and we have been able to build but that is uh because everybody chooses to come over here on sunday night or monday morning or whenever you listen if you don't make that choice to come consume this product I, I have to do something else with my life. And the way I found my wife would never have existed. 
So I, it's very important to me to say thank you for being a part of that arrangement. You guys helped uh, change my life for the better. And I hope that this show is doing the same for everybody who chooses to be a part of the community. Uh, people who watch that are saying it's because he's blackmailable. I understand that. Yeah. Isn't everybody blackmailable at this point? Well, I don't know that there's any like, I don't know that there's any footage of me that's that weird. Let's put it that way. But yeah, I mean, everyone has some skeletons, I suppose. Everybody has some skeletons. I mean, and then that was the reason that they wouldn't allow gays and lesbians in the military, wasn't it? Because they were uh, blackmailable. Oh, is that why? Like prior to what era are we talking about? Oh, old timey, like hmm. yeah, way back. But I'm pretty sure that was that was primarily the reason because hmm. they didn't want them to be used as assets if they had I this see. big secret. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, although I agree with that. Iconography says any thoughts on a second, uh, a national Irish Corona lockdown. That's I've been following. I, I, heard. I, I just can't, I can't believe this. Is, actually, I can't believe this is happening. This is totally predictable in many ways, isn't it? So what's the story? Cause I haven't followed it at all. They're just going into another lockdown. Same as the first round. Yeah. Oh my God. Yep. Uh, the stealth Hispanic, the tone of the moderator saying, why would you do that? Was the same tone my mother used when I brought some two bit Jezebel home for Thanksgiving. Shame and amazement at the pure stupidity. <laughs> oh, so it was the moderator's comment. I was unclear on who said that prior. So I'll have to go back and listen. Uh, Knuckle hunky buck says Biden saying he's against fracking is a Russian hoax. Those are deep fakes of him saying it. And also, he didn't know he was being recorded when he said it, and the footage was stolen by a hacker. <laughs> yeah, debunked. Exactly. Put it on Wikipedia. It's been debunked. Uh, Plum Logan. Matt and I once made love, which understandably upset Ping, too. Now I'm walking funny, and I can't find my keys. <laughs> Tori D says, the big guy is too geriatric to understand that renewable energy relies upon oil and gas. How else will the ores to create the solar panels be excavated yeah uh, not to mention the petroleum byproducts needed yet sean garvey congrats on your recent nuptials so trump was impeached for something biden did and investigated for three years for something hillary did did i get that right <laughs> sounds <laughs> yeah. about right i mean it is it is amazing how all the accusations against trump come around to have been at least somewhat verifiable actions of the democratic party leading up to all of this it's the old uh Sololinsky tactic right Accuse them of that, which you are guilty or however they phrase it. But yeah, U Ukrainian corruption being the central allegation to supposed Ukrainian corruption. Anyway, the central allegation to the impeachment proceedings, which still were less than a year ago. I mean, that's insane. It feels so far removed. Yeah. Lo and behold, though, I mean, there's the evidence that exists on this laptop, I think, is worse than any of the evidence, including the phone call that happened uh, and was an impeachable defense. No, it's really bad really bad um uh, esoteric unbound so you question the laptop's origin cause abandoning it was so stupid uh what part of cokehead offspring of one one of washington's most renowned idiots don't you get it's why obama resisted endorsing him for so long yeah it could be yeah. i mean don't just discount good old-fashioned stupidity is what he's saying it's just so stupid yeah you know? but so uh, is filming a weird foot job on your couch watching ridiculousness that apparently happened i don't know did he know that he was being filmed 
it looks like it's the, it looks like the camera is set up on a tripod or something. It's not like someone peeking in a door or a window filming it and it goes for 20 minutes. How would he not know? I don't know. I care less about this than the accusations of the 14 year old girl, which if verified, I, I will change my tune about this. Well, yeah, I mean, that that has clear criminal implications if that is, in fact, accurate. Um, John Andrew says, don't pick on Darshan Kendrick. She earned that participation degree. <laughs> Dear John, can we be honest and say the left is socialist? Uh, yeah, I think that they're fine with that now. Um, I think right? uh, didn't Trump say during the debate, he even said some of them are communist. Trump is moving on to the communist word. So yeah. I suppose. Chicago girl in a SoCal world from one newlywed to another. Congrats. We beat you by a week and got married on 10, 10. We had a mask free mm. wedding. And it was amazing. Newcomb. Newsom can kiss my ass. He wasn't going to ruin my wedding. Good for you, girl. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm glad to hear it. It, it. That implies to me that they got married in California. If you achieved that in California, good for you. Yeah. Uh, knuckle monkey buck. I don't see red states or blue states, but 13% of the states are responsible for over 50% of the peaceful protests. Who would have thought? That is a lot Better of hate in that heart. Better Call Hall says, Matt and Blonde, check out the People's Pundit tomorrow at 2 p.m. on YouTube with Robert Barnes. Lots of election polling information that you will love. Thank oh, sure. And I like Robert's work. He does good stuff. So that will be uh, something maybe I can. I'll have, I think I'll have to be driving then. So maybe I can tune in on the road. Um, the 14-year-old girl's name was Malarkey. It was a message <laughs> Uh, Jay Edgar, I can attest that the debate changed at least one mind. I went from top of the ticket is blank to Trump voter when I heard Trump's federalism comment about minimum wage. Hmm. Interesting. Mark well, fair Watson. enough. Yeah. Uh, recommend you check out the People's Pundit YouTube rather than trust the polls, especially on Monday where he does a show with Robert Barnes. Did I just read this? Called uh, what no, are the odds? similar comment. Yeah. Ah, okay. Sorry, Mark. Esoterica Unbound, not being boomers, you probably do know that at one time, Willie and the Poor Boys was one of our most notorious white supremacist organizations. J.C. Fogarty was practically the Richard Spencer of his day. Oh, fair uh, enough. I stand corrected. Yep. Shout out to Weekly Narrative YouTube channel. Check it out. Oh, well, thanks. I'll have to Greg, give it a visit. Here's some extra bling for your wedding, Matt. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you and your wife. Here is my marital advice. Don't have a TV in your bedroom. And these two words, I understand. <laughs> I need to reload. I could probably use those words more I frequently. But here's the thing. Um, partially through her convincing, but also my agreement. We did, we did put a TV in the bedroom uh, last summer. And it's been the best, actually. So I can't, yeah. I can't take that thing down now. It's nice to watch TV in bed. We do not have one in our bedroom. But I am on my laptop a lot. I have to wake um, up every morning and turn on, uh, usually I turn on NBC News to see what they're talking about. And uh, she's not a fan of that, but, you know, watching movies and stuff. Uh, why is this not letting me issue? Uh, let, me, let me reload myself and perhaps I can carry on. Ah, I got uh, it. Um, Israel, Sudan, peace deal brokered by Trump is peace in the Middle East and not so distant chance. If you listen to Biden, Trump still doesn't deserve any recognition for making peace when others failed. I don't know. Will we ever see that? We'll have to see how it, it plays out. I think that, uh, well, I guess the the worry, the only agreements on paper are, are great. They are achievements. The worry is, does that translate to peace on the ground? Does that translate to no more bombings, no more attacks, no more this, no more that? One would hope. Um, and, and I'll certainly credit, uh, the administration for the 
on paper achievements that they've been able to achieve. I think we just got to give it a little bit more time to see if it, if it plays out, but it's certainly a bigger achievement than anything that's been happening in, in recent prior administrations, no doubt. Um, this is two dashes. Uh, DNC allowed ACB to be confirmed. Allowing ACB to be confirmed is purely political. It is a better deal to get voters to re and get as many new justices that they want. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, then to settle for just one after the election. Hmm. If that's interesting. I realized I forgot to open the treasure chest until now on D live. So sit tight over there. It's coming your way. Thanks for patience. Um, Polaris 589, if you want a vision of the future, it's a Chinese foot stepping on a pecker for a turn. <laughs> Sean Gordon, one. if Antifa was an idea per Biden and Harris was the only prosecutor on stage in the VP debate and someone who had running bail money tab, why didn't anyone ask how those two things jive? Uh, yeah, good question. I suppose that would take, um, a competent moderator though, to ask that sort of thing. Gilmer anyway. Edmund. Life is not measured by the number of breaths we take, but by the moments that take our breath away. I suppose that's in reference. Oh, yeah. That's George Did you Floyd. see? It, it, sorry. I, I talked over you. That quote is from whom? George Floyd. Yeah. For a second, I was like, oh, he must be talking about the nursing home COVID people. <laughs> no. Like, He's making a joke about George Floyd choking to death. Oh, he overdosed. It's fine. Long Don John says, please, please, please tell me you heard Biden saying we have put we have put together the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Even if it was a mere gaffe, what was he trying to say? I think he was trying to say we've put together the most extensive and inclusive initiative against voter fraud in the history. I didn't hear this, though. Was this said during the debate? If so, I missed it. Nathan Allen Pinyard says, um, audio people do not put the mic receiver right in front of the person's junk. She did. They also don't help them put it on or off unless they're in a difficult costume incoming defamation lawsuit. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know if uh, there will be any legal action. I've, I saw some headlines about that. This being the Rudy Giuliani Borat incident. Uh, I know that the I know that the other legal action that's coming is about misrepresentation and the nature of the inclusion in the film. I don't know if he has an angle there. It does. I don't know what claims Cohen himself has made or others about whether Julian. I don't know if they themselves have called him a pedophile. I know that other Mm -hmm. people have implied that on Twitter, but but we'll see. I don't know. Whitey on the moon. uh, Andrew Morantz was the guy trying to carry on through their role play while Tubin was doing his thing. And I find that hilarious. Oh, I didn't know the connection. (laughs) Harf Prentice. Stop the show and play the video of Biden saying they put together the greatest election fraud organization ever. It should be easy to find. I, uh, I, I can I can look. Yeah. Kapler 79. The Cohen cries out in pain as he strikes you. I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, I deserve an award for keeping my mouth shut. Uh, random sketchiness. Some of the stories Secondly, from parents about their children, in- particularly in the two to six age group whose friends all went away with COVID restrictions and the trauma they feel are pretty heartbreaking as well. I know. I have the clip, but you won't be able to hear it. Can I just play it momentarily here? So here's the clip about Biden saying we have the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Oh, where's the sound? Sorry. You guys did did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most 
extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I mean, he said it, but also this clip looks weird. I don't know. It looks weird and sounds weird. Can't tell if deep fake or if just Joe Biden being very old. (laughs) But it was posted uh, yesterday afternoon. He definitely said it. I don't know. I'll have to look into it. Random. Oh, I just read that one. Uh, Mr. Rich Lowpitch. My faith in God has increased in recent months due to COVID, which is good. My faith in humans, not so much. How would you guys recommend I avoid slipping back to mis- misanthropy? Anthropy. Also, check out uh, Karma and Kerosene. Great music. Um, I don't know. I'm a notorious misanthrope, so I'm not. You're the more optimistic one. You should probably answer this question. Uh, yeah. Well, I suppose for me, it's if for me, it was always just finding something that gave me purpose or reason to reason to uh, you just have to find a passion like uh, whatever that reason is to get up in the morning and keep working at it you got to find that and i kind of fell into that with this show and with this channel and it's helped me it's it's taken me on a course uh it's taken me down every other path in life including my marriage and hopefully the family i build and all that it's not easy to do you can't just set out and decide like i'm gonna suddenly fall in love with i don't know name whatever hobby I'm going to fall in love with croquet and it's going to take me to crazy places. But I think what you have to maintain is just a faith that you'll find that thing and keep, if if you're not happy, if you're not happy with your life currently, you have to have a faith that there is something out there for you. So you just keep Mm -hmm. putting yourself out there and trying new things. If you're not happy with what's going on right now, make changes, even if you're not sure exactly what those changes should be. And keep making changes until you find something that that gives you that feeling. This is the right thing. This is the path I should take. And then yeah. hit it with everything you got. And just have like big long-term goals. Like we didn't yeah. know how this show was going to play out, but we both knew that we wanted to have families and that we wanted to be independently employed. And that was enough to kind of give us structure. Well, this yeah. is not what he asked at all. But you know, well, kinda. Uh, I guess so, yeah. Um, Jenny luck, Bath huh? said, <laughs> if Webster can redefine words like preference... We didn't even talk about that. Based on a political whim, what happens to the Bill of Rights when they can redefine words like religion and speech? Very Orwellian. Yes, I know. This is this is a tactic of um, Big Brother in 1984, redefining words so that people change the way they think about things. And we're really seeing that manifest in society now. It's so yeah. bizarre. Why do they want to stack the courts? So that they can put people on the court and the Constitution only means what those people say it means. Words don't have uh, objective, universally agreed upon meaning. It's just what a crew of people subjectively decides they mean to achieve certain political ends. Uh, that, that sort of tactic is very commonly observed right now. Furious Dan, eat the bugs, stay indoors, wear the mask, fear your friends, avoid your family, take the knee, raise the fist, say the word. Silence is violence. Diversity is strength. Freedom is slavery. Hear, hear, Dan. Poetic. Well said. Darlene Cates, uh, National Institute of Health, revised treatment guidelines for COVID-19. No treatment if you don't require oxygen. Yeah, okay. I was like, oh, too? <laughs> um, but it's so bad masks are required. Yeah. Yeah, well, seriously, it's insane. This is insanity. Uh, Rafael Salvador. Hey, Matt, congrats on getting married. It must have been a beautiful wedding if it's snowier than and expected. Good luck, and here's hoping for a long and fruitful marriage. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it turned out to be very pretty, and it's in a totally unexpected way. So I, I'm very happy. Hey, Kay says, here's some money. I appreciate your investigating this stuff. You are very welcome. Thank you so I much. I wish I could take credit for investigating things, but uh, 
Not necessarily. I'm just, just I am not going to be niggardly. Enjoying the internet with a critical eye. That's about all we do. <laughs> Danny Montana. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Mazel tov, Matt. That's a big milestone to cross. I hope to be there soon. Been in the market for a historical good guy gun, and I can't pick between. Is this bad? Uh, what kinda. am I, I it's, it's It's... They're cool guns. He wants to pick between the MP40 or the SCG44, but those were uh, the... The SCG-44 was basically the original quote-unquote assault rifle. These, this was a, a rifle and a submachine gun of the German army, World War oh. II. Yeah. Oh, this is Honest Joe Biden. Have you guys heard the news about my daughter? Gives new meaning to the term baby shower. Also, those weren't Natalie's feet in the video. They were mine. Oh, yeah. Oh, Joe was giving the footy. Ugh, that's a Thank you, Joe. I... Aaron Moyo says, Matt and I once had a Zoom call. At one point, he tilted his camera down and began touching himself. Hashtag me tubin. <laughs> me tubin is clever. I like that. Nick Koo says, hello from sunny Australia. Hilarious that Twitter blue check marks think kids are riding over the border on coyotes. I know. Morons. Hmm. Aria, congratulations, Matt. My mom is in Melbourne. She seems to be suffering from Stockholm syndrome, has been crying on the phone from being so lonely and missing her grandkids, but loves Chairman Dan. What's uh, wrong with these people? That's a, that's a bummer to hear, man. I hope uh, I know everything's going crazy down there. I hope the best for you guys, too. Yep. Sean McVeigh, did you hear about the Honey Badger SBR issue? Everyone's favorite three-letter agency has moved on from burning down religious communities and is taking another crack at banning pistol braces. What? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit, I think, on the call-in stream before the break. Um, but yeah, if people didn't hear in layman terms, in general, the ATF, the federal agency that governs guns, decided on a whim that certain parts of a of a gun make it that it's hard to explain without going into the technicalities of uh, all the gun issues. But the ATF decided on a whim because this gun has a certain part that we think qualifies as a certain other part. This is now a short barreled rifle per federal law, and you must register them and pay a $200 tax stamp or you're illegally in possession of a short barreled rifle and you're a felon and you face 10 years in prison, $10,000 fine. It was a whole thing. Bottom line, a federal agency is deciding on a whim that your property is actually different property and now you must pay them or face jail time. And people were wondering how and why that happened. Last I heard, I thought the ATF was backing off that, though. So maybe they'll go away. Lag says, I just finished paying off my student debt. Congratulations. So I thought I'd use my new financial freedom to start supporting people I watch. Congrats on the wedding. Thank you, Lag. We appreciate it. Well, thank you. And congrats. I I just uh, achieved that in the spring. And it was it's the best feeling. Whether it's student debt or paying off a car or whatever kind of debt you may have. When you pay that final bill and you're debt free, at least in that particular aspect, it's the best feeling. So congratulations. This is Kung Flu Fury. And then I'm going to have to reload if you want to take after that. Uh, The dude who had his teeth punched in uh, had a GoFundMe taken down. Also, it's worth pointing out that dad wrote the 94 crime bill rules for the. I didn't hear about the GoFundMe. Why? What did he do? Why can't he get new teeth on GoFundMe? Non-conforming black, probably. (laughs) Clearly in the terms. (laughs) Dennis Z. Trump. Dennis Z says, home from my rural USA road trip with my dog. The country is great. I'm also engaged now. Thanks for making a place for us to navigate life together. Time to rebuild a future for all of ourselves. Well, congratulations. I hope you enjoyed the trip and congratulations on the engagement. That's very good to hear. And thank you for uh, supporting the show. 
Benjamin the Rogue. I wanted to super chat on DLive, but I'm, I'm boomering it and don't know how. Anyways, I will always treasure the last time Matt and I made love as he now belongs <laughs> to someone else. Congrats, Matt. DLive is a little tricky. The learning curve is a little tough, but it is achievable if you prefer to be over there. I promise you. And thank you for supporting the show. Markela Amadi says, my boyfriend was knocking doors um, in Maine for Trump. Maine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, spoke with a registered indie and uh, she said she was an anarchist voting Biden and that she liked watching your show and Tim Pool. Chill chick. Interesting combo. Really? Wait, she's an anarchist who's voting Biden who likes this show? And Tim Pool. She's a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> if that's you listening, you're a crazy lady. Insane. Maybe you're cool. I don't know. I guess uh, I'd like to hear from you. Send me an email. That chick puts out. Um, <laughs> Thunderstorm says, just wanted to wish everybody good luck. Don't give up. This message is also for myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, oh, no. Danny Montana's getting spicy. Let me see. Is that true? Let me see. Danny Montana. Oive, type JoeBiden.watch into your browser. You might want to use incognito mode. Really? It goes to Nambla's website. Does it? Yeah. Well, I don't know why I have to see it. The National Association for Man-Boy Love or whatever. Like pro-pedophilia stuff. Yeah. Nambla can like, has an .org website and... Andrew Anglin can't operate normally on the Daily Stormer. Is that really where our society is? It's crazy. Anambla has been around for a long time. Yeah. Kevin Barber. I read the transcript. He was not talking about anti-voter fraud. His best defense is that he was saying most extensive and inclusive get out the vote organization. Yeah. Went on about suppression. Hmm. We'll see. Vilmer Edmund, I don't really like juice. Milk tastes better and is healthier. Clearly the superior <laughs> beverage. Okay. I know what you mean. I don't over, know what you mean. Overrun. I, we got one more. <laughs> oh, you got one more? All right. Alejandro Godet. Matt and I once made love. Wait, Matt and I once made pottery to the sound of Unchained Melody by Righteous. He said he was married, but that didn't keep him from molding my clay. You know what I mean? Congrats, Matt and Mrs. Christian. Well, thank you. I will always remember and cherish that moment. Uh, Chubby Stubby over in DLive says, I'm in California. Let me tell you, we hate Newsom and Garcetti. Newsom lawsuit is by two Republican reps, too. Oh, interesting. All the best to them. I hope uh, maybe if you, maybe you can defeat them in the uh, courthouses, although I'm sure the leftists control that in California, too. We'll see. Um, thank you to uh, Euro Canadian CK uh, C2K or C2K uh, 77 for supporting the show as well. Let me see what's going on on Streamlabs, and we'll call it a show. Thanks for your patience, guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, I've, crap! I forgot where I left off. Bear with me. Uh, did you? Let's see. Uh. Beck Meyer says, Hey, Matt and blonde congrats, Matt on your wedding. Well, thank you. Long time lurker. So I figured now as you prepare to start a family, uh, it would be a good time. It'd be as good a time as any to give back to the show. I appreciate all you guys do. Well, thank you. That's very much appreciated. I and, am not uh, niggardly. thanks for lurking. We appreciate the lurkers too. Uh, Grant says, congrats on the wedding. Does your wife have any Matt and I made love stories? Are you guys excited about the, uh, 
uh, Bozolinos moving your way. And lastly, did you see that 485 of the 545 kids Biden was talking about have parents refusing to take them back? I did not see that, but uh, that sounds believable. Uh, there was a whole story, speaking of the Bozeman angle, in the Washington Post about the influx of people moving into Bozeman. This The person they profiled was from Brentwood, California. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, uh, as I'm sure you're aware in uh, your part of, uh, well, Idaho generally, not just your part of Idaho, uh, it's insane. I mean, you if I was to try to sell this house, I bet it would be on the market for a day. It would it would be gone so fast and uh, it would go to some leftist Californian who would move in and vote for property taxes and vote for every cost of living increase under the sun and then be shocked to see that everything is more expensive around here. Who could have foreseen such a thing? Yeah, it's getting crazy. Uh, what was the other question? Does my wife have any of those? I mean, she it's not like she references that in our day to day, but you know, she's obviously aware of the meme and uh, I hope that she does. I hope I listen. I'm fantastic at ruining moments. Nobody can ruin a sentimental or romantic moment better or more quickly than I can. If she said that to me in any sort of sentimental or romantic moment, I would tell her never to say that again, <laughs> which, which means she assuredly will. I, I'll, it's coming up soon. I'm I'm sure. Uh, none your business says shut up and take my money here's to all the or here's to the fright power hour all hail blue whale I don't even know what that's about but thank you for supporting the show I am not much appreciated hypnagogic monk says anyone else notice the genius of the left and black lives matter they just keep calling Trump a racist and now he's licking their buttholes with opportunity zones and making sure every non-white person has their own business or opportunity God bless you both well, I would say that um, it is a little frustrating to me that it seems a lot of Republicans or conservatives still play into the to the racial pandering that is that is set by the left. I mean, Trump Trump will brag all the time about reducing black unemployment or Hispanic unemployment, which is true. And you know, we don't want unemployment at all, uh, generally speaking. But that's what kind of bugs me is why do we frame this in racial ways? Why, why can't yeah. we just talk about low unemployment overall? If we really want to be critical of the left for racializing everything, it strikes me as the wrong move to racialize our responses in a way that we hope will appease them because we know they can't be appeased. So don't 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 try. That said, Trump slaps him across the face metaphorically plenty of times, too. So I can't complain about all of it. Risen Victory says Obama has been campaigning for Biden. He must be so desperate for Joe to win so he doesn't go down as the worst president in history. Anyways, if Joe's if Joe wins, Harris should take or Harris should make negative 78 cents on the dollar. It's time she paired her paid her fair share for her bad politics. Maybe it was um maybe it was Kamala who was uh the, maybe it was uh, her feet in the hunter in the hunter footage. We haven't counted out that possibility. Yeah, maybe. Were they black? Uh, I don't know. It's all, it's all blurry. It's hard to tell. Asaf Artsy says, can you please mention and add a link to the GoFundMe for Lauren Chen's father? We did actually. Um, was it the last Sunday show we did, or maybe the one before last Sunday show, but here's the link. I haven't looked. I hope the fund is doing well, obviously. Um, wow. They good for her. This is really good to see. They had a $90,000 goal for his treatment. Take a guess at where you think they are. Are they, they hit it. Take a guess. What do you think they're? 85, 85. Great. So they're just below. So if you want to help get Lauren over that threshold to help take care of her dad, uh, just Google the GoFundMe. Lauren Chen's dad needs our help. It will pop up. So good. I'm glad to hear that. And of course, I hope all the best 
we hope all the best for her family. Let's see. Uh, I think we're all set, you guys. We look good over on DLive. Uh, we're good on Streamlabs. We'll give a quick reload on YouTube. Are we all set over there? We got we got John. John McGrath, oh. before we go, says, Congrats, Matt. Maybe you can introduce your wife to the viewers sometime soon. Um, maybe. Uh, we did have her by voice on the one call-in show where Blonde was absent. It's possible that maybe she'd make an appearance sometime down the line. Uh, it's not even that she's shy, per se, and she kind of had fun on the stream, but I also know what the worst people on the internet do with images. And I, so we, as a couple, I just, we just don't have a lot of appetite for that sort of thing. Um, so maybe you'll hear her by voice. Sometimes it's not, you know, that information gets out. A lot of people already know who she is and that's fine. It's not, and I appreciate people who want to alert me when her identity is known to people. I, I'm not so terrified of it that I think nobody will ever know or that information will never come out. It comes out. That's the nature of the internet. I think for us, it's just, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want, uh, I don't want dick pics drawn on my wife's face. <laughs> like that, that kind of stuff. I just don't want the memes. I don't want, I just don't want that, uh, in our lives. So that's all I kind of try to protect us, uh, from. And, and she shares that, that view as well. So, I know it sucks to let the few bad apples ruin it for the bunch, but it, it also really isn't her ambition to have a, to have some major role on my channel or something like that. She she doesn't. That's not her thing. She doesn't want to do this. Um, so I, I I just don't think that's going to happen regularly. But we do appreciate uh, the well wishes and all that, of course. All right. Anything else? No, I think we're good. Okay. Well, uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. As, as I was mentioning when you were gone, it was, um, I don't know about you, but it felt kind of weird to miss a Sunday. Yeah. But it, know, was it was nice. It was nice to have a little time off, but man, I was excited to get back at the desk, even though it was ruined with a blurry Hunter Biden dick in someone's feet. Who knows? It's, I still love doing it. I still love seeing whatever the internet has to throw at me. So thanks for hanging out with us uh, live. If you decided to do that, if you're listening later on YouTube, uh, on or DLive or BitChute or wherever you may be listening later. Thank you as well for supporting the show. Maybe you missed the show in our absence. If you ever find yourself looking for more content, there is more material on the audio platforms. There are links down in the description and on the website as well. You can get uh, replays of the call-in show and other material you might not find on YouTube. You can also email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry Chuck Todd, it's not me at the press. It is beauty and the beta. Have a good night. Guys.